look ahead. Yo, this is Ace. This is Nick from the Lumberyard recording. recording, and you are listening to We Podcast and We Know Things. We <laughs> fish and chips. Awesome. <laughs> fish and chips. <laughs> Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 77 of We Podcast and We Know Things. My name is Greg Hall, and alongside of me, as almost always, the best damn voice in the business, Sam Matura. The Philadelphia Eagles are Super Bowl champions. Cannot believe we get to say that on this very nerdy, very Philadelphia-based podcast, my friend. That had had to be the first thing that came out of my mouth on today's episode. I am so excited <laughs> to say that the Philadelphia Eagles are the Super Bowl champions. It was a, a hell of a night last Sunday night um, in Super Bowl 52 in Minneapolis, Minnesota, where the Eagles defeated the evil empire, the <laughs> dynasty of the GOAT. Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, and the New England Patriots fell to our feet as the Super Bowl <laughs> champions come to Philadelphia for the first time in the history of the Super Bowl era and a first championship in the city of Philadelphia since 1960. I mean, the only thing that could have made it a little better for us, I know both of us couldn't get off for the, the parade because we had to work, which sucks, but just seeing all the fans there, just all obviously I know I got all the Snapchats, all the videos, so it was almost like I was there. Yeah, I volunteered, so I, I could have gone, unfortunately, but looking back on it, I think I made the right decision. Um, I like what I do, so yeah. that's number one, yeah. and number two... I had it streaming anyway, so we were had we had it on yeah. all the TV, so I didn't miss a second, <clears throat> including the audio from the speeches. So oh. I, I caught it all live as it was happening, and you know people would send me pictures and um, we'd talk about it. And every time they show a picture, they're six thousand feet away from the stage. Meanwhile, I'm like, I got a great view. Oh, I mean, so. and, and that's kind of the way I looked at it. Like even like our, our buddy Alex and you know Toby and all of them went. And basically, he's like, dude, I just kind of bulldozed through this crowd and he's like we walked probably like three miles through crowds and they were still like 50 rows back from the steps yeah and and you know you know my brother went he took the children he, you know it was his wife so that's all real, well and good we have a bunch of friends that went um but for for my experience um you know a lot of people told me they didn't go for the parade they didn't go for the speeches they went for the party well that's Half the people that went don't have like don't care I think about the, the only game they watched all season was the Super Bowl. I, I wanted to say it, but you said yeah. it a lot nicer. Yeah, that's I'll, I'll say it like that. And it's, <clears> it's, <throat> it just gives people and the city of Philadelphia just a reason to drink. And I, I know Bud Light gave everyone one free beer and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, I'm sure that everybody just kept it to one. Well, no, I think they did some type of thing where it's like once you got it, like you got a stamp on your hand yeah. or some kind of crap. So, yeah. Uh, you know, I'm happy for the city of Philadelphia. We It is so well-deserved. I'm happy for the Eagles. I'm happy for Coach Peterson. I'm happy for Nick Foles. I'm happy for Carson Wentz, even though you'd love to have seen him under center. But you're happy for this atmosphere that's building, and you can't go six feet without seeing you know midnight green right now. And um, you can't talk to anybody without – how how's that oh, game? So I, how about that game? I mean, that's why I always have I have to mention Jason's Kelsey speech. I mean, the way he called out basically every player. He's like, Lane Johnson can't lay off the deuce, and yeah, this guy can't great. catch. I was like, this guy. And then like I saw someone added in Wikipedia, like effective immediately. Jason Kelsey's the mayor of Philadelphia, <laughs> and he was dressed like a mummer, which was really cool. But it's funny seeing people's like tweets and stuff. Like, what the hell is that guy dressed as? Like, that's the funny. I was like, you don't know what a mummer is. Yeah, and that's listen. That's Philly. Philly yeah. does the mummers. That's that's a thing. So. <clears throat> um, I don't know if you saw the video like the bus was passing someone threw up a beer and, and almost hit Trey Burton in the face yeah but the coach uh, Peterson, oh, Peterson just caught it, it. he was like, yeah. like it was nothing it's like they gave like a thumbs up I was like he's the man 
That's like Stone Cold, man. Just catching, <laughs> catching a Peterson oh, wise. If he did that and then chug it, that would have been it. <laughs> there was a couple Eagles during the speech that did. Give me a hell yeah. Oh, yeah I think, I think it was Stone even Cold. Kelsey was, was one of them. It was, uh, yeah, and it was Lane Johnson and yeah. Chris Long with the others. So they did a little Stone yeah. Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> so it was well represented. Plus, did you see that awesome championship that the WWE made? Oh, them? dude. It, it, I always knew I like Triple H for a reason. <laughs> not you, just because of Blade Trinity. If you have not looked at that yet or seen it yet, uh, it's actually on our Instagram, which is at we podcast and we know things. So if you need to uh, take a look at that WWE w, uh, sorry, World Championship uh, with two Eagles side plates on it, really, really cool. Um, they were all they all had it over their shoulders when they're doing Wait, the speech. Was this the first year that WWE <clears throat> made a belt specifically for a team? I don't remember because I always see like teammates like <clears throat> get belts made, but like not yeah. from like like they got like their own stuff. Like I this don't, is, I honestly don't because I, I don't remember seeing Triple H tweet about a belt before in my 28 years on this planet. So here's my story <laughs> of the game, and I want to hear yours as well because I wanted to be where you were. Unfortunately, it didn't work out. I would have loved to have been there with you guys. Oh, dude, it was awesome. We have our tradition. I wanted to stick yeah. with that tradition. Um, so Everyone has their own little special right. things they do. Right. So I am where I am, watching the game with my wife and friends. And uh, every year we go to the same place. And it was lit this year just as always. And I'm very excited about that. It was a lot of fun. But game is over. Celebration immense, mm-hmm. you know, continues. And, 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 and I am apparently in tears. And Ashley's taking mm-hmm. a video of it that I did not notice. Wasn't. Like the Phillies. When yeah. the Phillies won at 08, I went to my front lawn, went to my knees, cried. Um, Pathetic. <laughs> I'm kidding. You know, you know my love for sports. Yeah. And well, Pit Pino cried his eyes out too. This one, the rest of us took it like a man. And yeah, this one I did. This one I did other. not. This one it was more just like a tear, like a single tear, doc, like, you know, rolling at, down at the cheek. At one point when we won, Pino was just walking around like we had like you know, so we're in, in like his his basement like outside there. So he's walking around like laughing hysterical like he's the Joker and just tears coming down. I was like. God, Pino started losing. We got to keep an eye on him. <laughs> this, I mean, it was an improbable run for this team. But oh it, my God, it was know. honestly. I don't think we could have we could have drew this playoff this this season playoff any better. I <clears throat> told uh, t- had a bet with my brother in law before the season started that they wouldn't go eight and eight that they would go seven and nine again. So I, and that was a fifty dollar bet, best fifty no, bucks I ever I, spent. I was going to say you better have paid that fifty with a smile on your face. Like <laughs> this is a happy payment. This is this is the best fifty bucks I ever spent. So it worked out. So anyway, at the at the house watching it, celebrating after the game, uh, driving home that night from uh, the Oxford Valley Mall area. Mm-hmm. It's about a twenty five minute drive to here. Um, not not much. It's right down Turnpike. Yeah. Boom. And so we're driving home, no traffic. At all, which is fine. I, you know, I expected a little bit, maybe more people leaving their parties as well, but I don't think a lot of people had them this year because the Eagles were in it. Yeah. Um, so driving home, getting to listen to Sports Talk Radio, so excited. I have worked the next day too. I worked on Monday, went in a little early. Um, really excited, went home, couldn't fall asleep, watched the game again. Yeah. Oh, so, so 35, 45, maybe an hour after the game had ended, I'm already watching it a second time. Then I go up to bed around 1.45, uh, maybe 2 o'clock, after I ordered all my stuff off NFL.com. Ordered four things. Thank you. Uh, you guys will pay all crazy money right now, good. and I'll be the smart one and wait until everything drops, and I'll pick up it all. I went on YouTube, which I always fall asleep to YouTube videos. I went on YouTube. First video that pops up in my suggested is a 27-minute highlight reel 
of the game. I guess I gotta watch it Watched again. it again. <laughs> so that's three times the night of the Super Bowl that I watched the game live and then twice recorded. Wake up the next morning, they have the mic'd up version. So now I'm listening to the players and, and how the whole Philly special came to be before halftime in that fourth Which and was call. awesome. Um, and so I had to watch it again. That was 41 more minutes. So before I go to work the next day, I've watched the game four times. And You're that's crazy. just, I, and I've watched it every single day since, <clears throat> except for today, and it's eight oh five in the morning. So we have plenty of time to watch Jesus. it again today. You're crazy. I just watched it that one time, and you know, caught clips, of course, of all the plays of you know, finding out that Nick Foles was the one that called the the Philly special, and I just love the look that Peterson gave him. Like, for all you out there, we're just staring at each yeah, other. Yeah, let's do it. And no. I just, it, it was just, it was from beginning to end. The game was. To me, it was electric. Back and forth. We were going nuts. I mean, by the end of it, we all had no voice. Yeah. We're screaming. There's cars honking every time. We're screaming. They're screaming out their doors. They're hanging out. Yeah. One of the people I got to watch it with was Mr. Damian Check, who was on the show last weekend. Uh, so it was cool because we got to watch the game together in our in our loving embrace after the Eagles had won. All all the guys in the room all got up and did a big giant circle like a hug, and uh, and all the girls took videos of it, and I, made I fun of us. It. I'm sure they did. <laughs> I know on our ride home. I think I think me and Murph Snapchat and Nick put on um, "We Are the Champions." We're just all just singing it down, just screaming it down the road. It, it was awesome. It was. I, I wish I could just go back and relive that that, yeah. that night. And you know what? With this team, the way they're built, we might be well, able to. Well, and he said this is just the beginning. Yeah. You know, this is what we want to do every year. And the Eagles have their first Super Bowl championship, which is, I think, the biggest reason I wanted to go to the parade as bad as I did was because it was the first one. Yeah, and it won't be. Hopefully, it won't be the last one, but it was the first one. I think that's the special thing. Would help me like realizing that I can't go. It's like okay, well, I did go to the Phillies in 08. Mm -hmm. so it's like all right, at least I went to one out of the two. But I was like, you know, next one I gotta go because I took off Monday, so I didn't go to work that Monday. So by the time I came in, too many people already requested off for that Thursday. Right. So, and then in the end, she felt bad because I had to finish some jobs or whatever. So she let me go early. So in That's the end, cool. it helped out a little bit. That's cool. Yeah, I work Monday and Thursday as well. And I did it as a solid. And I did it because I like what I do again. Um, but next time, I mean, I have to go. It's just as simple yeah, as that. Definitely. But the last thing I'll say before we move on uh, is I was on Twitter yesterday. And there was a Philly journalist who tweeted out that there were only 700,000 fans there. Yeah, I, I, I thought it was like 750. I thought that's what I read. Yeah, but There I, was at least 3 to 4 million people there. I the report that I originally read was two point five million. That's, that's the report that I read. That's probably like I mean it's difficult to to count. Yeah, really I'm is. sure they can get a better judgment, but it, to me it looked like more than seven hundred thousand because there, yeah, just the Phillies alone. When I was there, that was jam packed, and that was a million people. Yeah, and I think that's I was one point two. I believe there 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 might have been seven hundred thousand in the art museum. But then you had a five-mile stretch of Broad Street See, with people down it and at the stadiums. And the, the best is, like, when it was clearing out, like, because I was, when I left, I went to get a haircut. So the guy had all the, the, the coverage. So you're just seeing all the helicopter footage of the guy, the camera guy, just basically zooming into this part of Philly. Zooming out, moving over, going over here, just seeing the stampede of people walking down the street. I was like, it's madness down there. Yeah, there were millions of people. Don't. Don't listen to any articles that say hundreds of thousands. It just goes completely wrong. But we already talked about our Instagram, which is at We Podcast and We Know Things. Our Twitter is at We Pod and We Know. On Facebook, just go ahead and search We Podcast and We Know Things. And please, most importantly, remember to hit that subscribe or follow button on whatever service you're listening to the show on. It keeps the lights on, and we really appreciate it. We are going to get into our top three right away because it is our top three Super Bowl commercials yeah, from it, this year. It makes sense just to get over with early. And again, it was a little light this year. Year. Again, we were both a little, a little disappointed. A little, you know, a little disappointed because you know, being with friends, like we saw all the commercials and nothing. 
I mean, there's a few good ones, but none I, jumped out crazy. And I'm not counting movie trailers. Okay, yeah, that doesn't count. Yeah, so movie trailers, or that some of them are good. We're going to probably talk about all or most of them in our during our rundown <laughs> yeah. anyway. So I have not included them in my top three. Yeah, either I don't have any. Cool. Other than that, yes, the commercials were yeah, pretty so disappointing. My number three, I, I just thought it was funny, was the Danny DeVito the turning the in M&M. the red M&M. I, I thought that was hilarious. And he's like, I did it. He gets hit with the dumpster truck and goes back to an M&M and then gets stepped on. I was like... That's pretty good. So easy number three. He's a funny guy. Um, you, you don't see a lot of them. The, the, so there was it's funny a, when you do. I don't know if you saw. I think it was on Instagram. There was like a picture of him. It's just like him with the M M&M and M on his stomach, and he's just laying in chocolate. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> so that was like one of the reasons I had to have this because I just looked at it and laughed. That's really funny. My number three was the uh, Jurassic Park Jeep commercial uh, with Jeff Goldblum. We're giving away a lot of product placement right now on the show, but that's okay. Uh, Jeff Goldblum's driving a Jeep. In, and he's got that it's a 1993 Dr. Ian Malcolm, Jeff Goldblum driving away from the T-Rex in the woods. And then all of a sudden it, boom, goes into 2018 with today's Jeff Goldblum, presumably still as Dr. Ian Malcolm with the T-Rex, T-Rex today. And I think the most impressive thing about that commercial was the CG was kicking yeah, ass. For a commercial. It I, looked I was, really, really I was good. pretty shocked. So that, that was, I almost, if I had to have one of your three, it almost was that one. But number two, I had to go with David Harbour's commercial. Yeah. You didn't know what the hell, what's he doing? And it's like, it's a Tide commercial. <laughs> it's a Tide Pod ad. So that was an easy number two. There, there got to be a running joke at, at the house that I was at where at, at their, every commercial we look at each other like, it's a Tide Pod ad. Dude, that was, dude, that was hilarious. Or a Tide ad, I should say. Yeah. Just like the one like you would expect him in the, the, the camera, like widescreen, it's just him sitting there. Yeah, it's Tide. <laughs> I was like, what? My number two, if there was ever a slimmest of margins between a two and a one, this is it. Because this... All the, if hmm, I wanted this to be my number one very badly, but I think my number one's pretty obvious. My number two is uh, the Alexa, the Amazon Alexa commercial where it yep. loses its voice yeah. and they get a bunch of celebrity stand-ins to do it. But to me, the one that topped it all, the one that took the cake was the Gordon Ramsay yeah. one. Because number one, he's like my idol. Yeah, I, I know you're a big fan. And I'm a huge Gordon Ramsay fan. Number two guy was like, Alexa, how do I make grilled cheese? And he goes, the name is it. The name is how you do it, you idiot. You grilled cheese or whatever. It's so funny. And looking back on it, man, I have – we we last week – Maybe what you said and I, I kind of heard like that – The little chime in Yeah, she chimed in over there. I got to unplug that for whenever we do the show moving forward, man. You have to because you said it. Come on. Number one, even though it wasn't a new commercial, it yeah. leaked, but to me, it still gave me the most enjoyment out of any commercial was the Peter Dinklage, Morgan Freeman, Rap Battle, Buster Rhymes, Missy Elliott. It was great. I, dude, I, no doubt about I need it. more of them. I need more. Yeah. I was the only person who I at that house who had seen that preview. Oh, so they probably lost they, their minds. They lost See, their minds. I didn't have that enjoyment on any other commercial. So to me, it still had to, had to be on the yeah, Because we had it on our Facebook a week before the mm-hmm. Super Bowl, I was kind of... I thought that was the tease leading up to it. So yeah, I was like, oh my God, what are they going to do next? And it was a long one, man. And it's cool. And that was so funny. Um, I just, what? since I'd seen when it. When the hell are you going to see Peter Dinklage rapping Buster and Morgan Freeman with Miss Yellow? Never. Never. No. Had to be number one. Doritos and Mountain Dew with the win. I mean, that's Doritos always brings their A game. And they, they put it all into this one. It was a three-minute spot. So they like you God had no, to God put, knows what they dropped on that. Yeah, they, thank God they went in partners with Mountain Dew on that one. <laughs> they had to. I'm, I'm sure they're owned by the same company, but whatever. My number one was actually the NFL, uh, the NFL's commercial with um, Eli Manning and yeah. Odell Beckham Jr. Yeah. The Dirty Dancing was. It, it was almost in my list, but I was, you know what? 
Knowing Greg gets in there. It was, right. It's so funny. <laughs> yeah, it was good. It was good. Eli Manning and, and we actually rewound it and watched it again <laughs> uh, to sacrifice 30 seconds of the game just to watch it again because one person in the entire party was not in the room for it. And we wanted them to see it so bad. We were around it just for them. It's like we're willing to risk a 30-second spoiler. And that you never know in the Super Bowl, <laughs> man, what could happen. Like, we lost. We, missed, like, no! the, we missed the Philly special. What the hell? Uh, but so funny, that commercial. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, Eli Manning and Odell Beckham Jr. quarterback wide receiver relationship. And they start doing that. I had the time of my life. The whole the, thing the from whole Dirty Dancing. And then he Odell jumps up and he like catches him in midair just like in Dirty Dancing with Baby and Patrick Swayze. It was so good. Had to be my number one. Sam, let's move on to the trivia section. It is six for you and 4.5 for me. We are cooking. We are cooking with gas <laughs> it, 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 it only took us, you know, half the year to, to get that. I, I will start us off this week and give you an opportunity to go up big time. <clears throat> In the original Toy Story, who was supposed to be the villain before Andy? Give you a hint. It Wait, is one Andy? of... Andy? I'm not Andy, the other kid. Yeah, I'm the, sorry. The Whatever, the neighbor kid. Who was supposed to be the villain? I will give you a hint. It is a toy. It is not a person. Dude, it's been so long since I've seen toys, so I can't even think. Just talk out some characters. Just talk I, them out. I, I, dude, oh, I guess like Mr. Potato Head, the pig. What's the pig's name? I don't know. It's Ham, so I'll give you that. I'll give you I'll, I'll work I'll work you through this with you. You know what I mean? I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think of it. <clears throat> I think I have something. I have it right there. If you want to look at the characters, you can go online and check them yeah, out. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to do that. Let me let me hear the list you got. Let me just just save me some time. Woody, mm-hmm. Buzz Lightyear, mm-hmm. Mr. Potato Head, mm-hmm. or Rex, that green dinosaur. See, I couldn't. <sighs> Damn it! That's that's a, that's a good list of names. Who could it have been? Uh, let's go Lightyear. Buzz Lightyear. Yeah. It's good. It's a good guess. It's incorrect. It's David Woody. Head. Is it Woody? Mm-hmm. See, I, I, I Woody was actually the original villain. I would have never got that in the Toy Story. I would have never because to me it was like Woody was already there. Then Buzz came, so to make it seem like well, that's that's yeah. kind of why I think mm-hmm. that it throws you off a little bit. Oh, it definitely threw me off. Okay, <clears throat> so Marvel took a picture, basically a class photo of a ten year ten year. I didn't Marvel. look at the photo. Damn it! No, no, it has nothing to do with the photo. Oh, okay. But you had every person, every director. You had Stan Lee and Robert Downey right in the middle of 10 years of Marvel. How many Marvel movies has Robert Downey Jr. been in, including cameos? Wow. Not in, in, but including cameos? Infinity Wars does not come out or Black Panther because they are not out. At this time, okay. Correct. So it's just until... I'm just going to walk myself. I'm gonna talk myself through this one. And it has to be in the MCU <clears throat> type of deal. The 10 years of the MCU, which started with the Hulk movie. The Incredible Hulk. I don't think he was in that one. Okay. That was the Edward Norton. Right. Iron Man. Iron Man 2. Iron Man 3. The Avengers. The Avengers Age of Ultron. Civil War. Homecoming. Got that. Here's the problem. I have never seen a Thor movie. (laughs) You see Doctor Strange? I did. I don't remember it. (laughs) Great. And is he an Ant-Man? Because didn't Stark Tech... I know like the guy invented the suit, but didn't Stark Tech take ownership for it? He's not in Guardians. It's definitely a tough one. 
I mean, I'm at seven, but I don't think the number is seven because I haven't seen the. Th- There's five movies that I'm that I'm considering. <clears throat> I do have the numbers if it helps you. One of them is going to be seven. So I'm okay with it. Well, if you look, you can literally see I don't want seven is eight. I give you that one. That's all I give it. you. I don't look at it. <clears throat> I don't want the numbers. I never want the numbers. You know, my gut's large and it says seven. <laughs> so you want to go with your gut. A couple people told me I lost a little weight, which is nice to hear. I don't believe them. But it's nice to hear. I, I almost have to like take a chance. Now, is it his name is mentioned? Is there a he, picture of no, him? No, he has to appear. Okay. He has to appear. Okay. He's giving us a lot of thought, ladies and gents. Uh, you know, I have a chance here to make up some ground. Yeah, you I do. think that's you that's do. that's where I'm at here yeah. is is that I have an opportunity in front of me to to make this a half point game. Now I could take the the numbers and make it one and make it one point, but I know that my answer is on there, so it makes it very difficult for me mm-hmm. to, to to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say eight. Final answer. Correct. No the, shit. The eighth film you were missing was The Incredible Hulk. He cameos at the end. Really? With General Ross. I wrote him. I wrote them all down. Can you can you just list them? Iron Man one two three, The Incredible Hulk, Avengers, Avengers: Age of Ultron, Captain America: Civil War, Spider Man. Cool. All right, so, so job, six to five point five. It's a half point game. We're was cooking big, with gas here. That was big for you. you. You needed a little catch up. There was there was a time here where this wasn't going so smoothly, and I was getting dominated in every <laughs> yeah. single. I was getting dominated like Fifty Shades Freed here. But oh, uh, I, I don't I don't know anything about that movie. So it was a sex dungeon. <laughs> People get dominated. That's Come down it. to my fun room. Yeah, that's you, all I know. Did you see the post I put about that on Instagram? On our Instagram about, page? Was it a fun? It was something about a fun. It's, was it, fun it was. Room? It's a two-part meme where there's a meme on top and a meme on the bottom, and the meme on top said, "I have a pleasure room. Do you want to see it?" And it's the two characters, and on the bottom, it's a plate of McNuggets oh <laughs> in a room. <laughs> oh gosh, I love that one. That's really good. We're gonna start off in the movie space tonight. We're gonna move to the TV. I keep saying tonight. I did that last week yeah. too. It's it's eight in the morning. <laughs> it is the opposite of night. Uh, but anyway, movie section, TV, then gaming, then music. Oh, I'm sorry, then technically, then a podcast story. Technically, then music, uh-huh. then our picks of the week. I tried to change the format up, and I was going to go gaming this week. Um, I try to switch it up every now and again, and then some news dropped that maybe immediately put movies back on top because okay. the Game of Thrones showrunners David Benioff and DB Weiss will write and produce a new series of Star Wars films separate than the Ryan Johnson's new trilogy. Like, holy crap! Yeah, I, to me, this came out of left field because you know we already heard that the showrunners were already working on another show, and we already mm-hmm. know Ryan Johnson has his own trilogy. Yes. You have the solo movie coming out. You have a Obviously, there's always rumors of Obi Wan. Obi Wan. There's people saying, "Now we want a Yoda, young Yoda, Chewbacca movie." So there's, <laughs> it's, it, it, it's just crazy. knowing that's like, holy shit! There's seven movies of Star Wars coming out, just just right off the top of your head. Mm-hmm. And but it's it, gonna go forever. It makes sense though to for for Disney to. Why not? Why wouldn't you get these guys? Over under for how many characters from Game of Thrones get cast now, in the Star Wars films? Dude, we already see Amelia Clark in the solo film. So and, it's starting. And, so it's, that's what I'm saying. So they're it's already starting. there. So I mean, dude, they're, they, dude, they're like probably the best 
one of the best showrunners I think to, to today, like storytelling wise, just the scope of it. So I I can't wait. This I'm more excited to see their trilogy than Ryan Johnson's trilogy. I'll tell you. I that. don't know if it's a trilogy though. It says a new series of films, so it could be some one offs in between Ryan Johnson's trilogy. Maybe that's but, what I think. But the way that they're the way that movies come out now, it's like every movie, they want a trilogy. They want to make the most out of everything. Right, but now you have the solo film, then episode 9 comes out. Then there's nothing slated between 9 and 10. So there's your Obi-Wan movie. And then after that, boom, there's your Yoda movie. Yeah, but they're movie. not doing the Obi-Wan movie though, right? Who knows? I don't think it, I don't yeah. know if it has a director yet. I don't know anything about that movie because I don't know if it's been actually confirmed. Yeah. So we don't know. And then there's your Yoda movie. And then there's your Darth Maul <coughs> origin story. I don't know. Dude, Throwing I, it I, out would, there, I would love Darth Maul to still be alive. So much. But <laughs> so many apparently he is. It. Apparently he is. Yeah. We've gotten a couple pieces of mail saying yeah. that Darth Maul is still alive. To me, that mother effer is in half at the bottom of a well. <laughs> hey, guy, bring him in. I don't care what you do. He's doing. awesome. But, I, again, um, so, I mean, there's your I, there's an idea is in between Ryan Johnson because they're going to do this yearly, unfortunately. They're going to keep this yearly thing up. I mean, when you're making over a billion a film, <laughs> that's I mean, like, why wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah, that's a – Put a $200 million budget, market it with 400 and – all that profit Come and on. make a billion, and then you're and then you're four hundred million up. That's a pretty good day exactly. at the casino. Exactly <laughs> that much. You know what I mean? Can't make that at the roulette table. <laughs> I uh, I don't know, man. This has this has great potential, but this also has Star Wars fatigue kind of written all over it. My biggest question is: Will they, knowing that Game of Thrones is their biggest source material, will they turn Star Wars rated R? Will they get a little deeper into the story lore? <laughs> maybe a little bit more risque. To, to me, I. The way Disney is, I would say no, just because they want to keep the PG-13, keep the kids coming in. And I know I did read, like, as soon as we're done wrapping with the, the last season of Game of Thrones, we're jumping right into the Star Wars. So it's pretty exciting. I would agree. I don't I, think I'm, they I knew you I was like, there's no way Greg's going to be upset But Deadpool 2 is going to remain R, and the Deadpool franchise is going to remain but R. He, but he's remaining R. But he said R. that he was that Disney would look forward to making other Marvel properties that are rated R, but the audience would have to know what they're getting themselves into. Like, this is a rated R film. Like, Deadpool, they always say, like, guys, don't bring your kids to this. This is not a kid film. You know how in the beginning of all the Disney movies, it's like that blue screen, and then they, like, highlight the Magic Kingdom, yeah. and the twink, Twinkerbell or whatever yeah. comes at and, like, illuminates the castle? I want that to happen, but, like, for Deadpool, Twinkerbell's like a drug addict whore. Oh, who <laughs> just comes out with a cigarette in her mouth, and he's like, <coughs> Deadpool 2 from Disney. <laughs> And but like the castles maybe run down. Maybe too much the closer Detective Pikachu so they oh, stay yeah, off. Oh, yeah, right. That was, I'm sorry. That was my Ryan Reynolds. Stay off that. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds is in Deadpool and Detective mm-hmm. Pikachu. So I guess the voice can translate. He can do Tinkerbell's voice too. That's – I don't know. I completely agree, man. I think that this is going to stay PG for the kiddies. But it would be an enticing an enticing uh, idea. Well, I mean, there, else. just just know what Deadpool did with the last opening credits. Like I'm sure they got something else funny up their sleeve. I just mean like the Star Wars being R. Oh, okay. It's gotcha, an enticing gotcha. idea, if yeah. nothing else, like to see some gruesome. It could get pretty gruesome with the kills. Well, I mean, even with and the battle was it Rogue One? We saw Vader. I mean, <clears throat> yeah. that was some. That was a gruesome five ten minutes. Sure was, but still, still, still thirteen. Speaking of Deadpool two, though, Deadpool. Well, Deadpool in general. Deadpool two did get a poster, which was funny. He's doing the whole, I guess, like dirty dancing pose. Yeah. With bullets raining yeah. down on him, uh, and then we got a trailer. A it, new trailer. You finally see Cable Brolin in action, and I like how the beginning they star you just like, wait, his green arm. Like, yeah. what? what? Yeah. Deadpool CGI pauses the footage, and he's got a green screen for a metallic arm. 
Mar- you you have all this effing money and you can't even put a metallic arm in there? And then all of a sudden it, it happens. It's like, oh, wait, it's fixed. No, yeah, well, then they, he does the jab at um, Justice League. And oh, he's right. like, we're trying to get rid of a mustache. And That's I was right. like, all right, right, there it is. That was a good one. That was a good one. Just about everything that I saw. I mean, you see, you see I think, a quick clip of Domino. You see basically Cable messing up some people. You see a quick shot of Terry Crews, so I don't know who he's Very playing. Very quick shot. Of Very Terry quick Cruz. shot of him. And I don't know if you, there was a international trailer released, and there was like an extra scene or something that Deadpool. I watched was, the Red Band. I did yeah, not watch the normal. Deadpool trailer. was hugging Colossus, and was, he was just cupping his ass. <laughs> I just thought that was funny. Yeah, so, I only watched the Red Band. I did not watch the normal trailer. So if there's anything, any differences between the two outside of the gore and vulgarity in the Red I mean, Band, I missed it. I mean, the, we were already trailer. going to see this movie. So oh my god, I mean, yeah. they, they can never show a clip again. And like we're there day one. I think my favorite part of the whole trailer is when all of a sudden it cuts to Deadpool playing with two toys. And one's a cable toy, oh, yeah, yeah, and one's yeah, a yeah. Deadpool toy. But they look extremely, like, strikingly alike. And then they just like shoot each other, and then fall down. And then Deadpool's like, uh, "Immortality, healing, activate!" And he gets back yeah. up. It's like really, really funny. But super good trailer. Check it out. It does not give away the film. <laughs> no. Again, Deadpool does a really good job of in its marketing, They're not the, giving away I, anything. But we knew. Between what they did with the first one, like the, their marketing campaign was pure gold, absolutely. And they're not, and they so far they did not disappoint. Well, when you have Ryan Reynolds and his support and his undying, freaking unconditional yeah, and, support, and he, lo- he loves this. He loves yeah. this, so he's going to put everything he has behind it to make it a, a good of a franchise as possible. To put it up there with the X Men, with the and, and, Avengers, and, with whatever. And I was just peeking at like um, Deadpool two on Wikipedia, and it was like, yeah, future Deadpool three. Like they're playing their head. X Force, and it was like Deadpool Four. I was like, "Holy shit!" Like, I can't wait. It's gonna be awesome to see that universe grow yeah, and grow. It's and grow. awesome. It's the best universe going in comic books yeah, right now, yeah. movie wise. Movie wise, right, right, yeah. right, right. Yes, and, and I say that arguably, and that's because of Age of Ultron. Mm-hmm. We both think left a little bit of a sour taste in our mouth, yeah. but we are looking very forward to Infinity War, so that could change the whole okay. game. Well, once you hear that there's forty plus characters on one shot, like, okay, sign yeah. me up. I'm yeah. in. Definitely, that's gonna be a freeze frame. Even if they forever. say. The movie's three hours. I'm like, well, I guess I'll bring a little, I'll bring like a, a Gatorade chug just so I don't have to get up and miss anything. Yeah, I'll bring some hash browns in one <laughs> pocket, a pie, a little Entenmann's pie in the other, and an orange juice right in the hoodie. That's hey. what I did for Star Wars Sans hash brown. I did not get the hash brown. Uh, I got a little apple pie, a little orange <laughs> juice, met Pope Joy up, saw Star Wars, banged oh, it out. And okay, I'll, I'll get to it later. No, no, I, no, 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 because it, it gets to. Uh, I think it's one of our. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Uh, the Deadpool 2 director, David Litch or Leitch, or Leech, whatever you want to call it. I'm going with Leech, to reportedly direct the Fast and the Furious spinoff. And he was the, he was the one that co-directed John Wick, the first right. one. I wouldn't have expected him to do it. Oh, so he's doing the, the Rock, Rock spinoff and, and Jason, Jason Statham. Statham. All right, I'm in. Yeah. I'm in. Well, just, he, just what he, they are able to be do in with any John way, Wick. Though. You'd be in any way, right? I, well, I mean, Jason Statham is the man. Exactly. So and the Rock, and is, the Rock is the Rock. You'd be in. Probably. Yeah. I thought so. Uh, Venom also got a poster. Okay, here we go. And a trailer. So many, I've talked to so many people about this. I mean... Yeah, we're going to get into it. Okay. <clears throat> You're going to have to do some convincing for me. No, no. I'm I'm the wrong person to, to do the convincing. Oh, really? To, to, you, you thought it was no, a little underwhelming? Yeah. Hell yeah. I, was, I thought I was, I was actually disappointed. Yeah. To me, this looks just like a Tom Hardy thriller. Doesn't it? I, there was nothing. You, you Okay, number one, they didn't show us Venom. Exactly. We know what he looks like. It's no surprise what he looks like. You gave us all this time, all this hype. You don't show, even for a split second. You don't show it. I know this is a teaser, but you didn't. To you me, didn't you, tease to me. You didn't tease us. You just showed me a Tom Hardy thriller. Like I, yeah. I was like, what am I watching here? Yeah. This is generic thriller yeah, you movie. See the simu- the simulate for a half yeah. a second, but right. that's 
That's not enough. You, I didn't hear Eddie Brock's name once in right. the trailer. Right. I didn't see a camera around his neck. To me, I don't know who this guy is. This does not look like Eddie Brock to me. This looks right. like some some spy thriller. Right. And I'll go back to my argument all the time of the casual moviegoer. If the casual moviegoer who did not like comics gets sat down and gets shown this teaser, they have no idea. What it is. So, the, Zero so idea. So to me, and you like, again, who doesn't know the comic, to me it's like, oh, Tom Hardy has a new thriller coming Exactly. Out. That's it. Exactly. There's no superhero. And, like, and you if you never showed at the very end the suit taking over his face for just a second. Show me something. We or maybe his we, face opening and like exactly. the camera goes into his mouth with all the teeth. I don't don't show me him like shaking crazy and you see like a speck on his neck. That to me, that's not, that's not enough. That's for the hardcore fan. And it's still not enough to your point. No. Sorry, I just and, said the table. No. But it's, it's to your point is it's not enough. And I've, Very disappointing. And I've talked with people who love Spider-Man way You know me. I'm not like, oh my God, Spider-Man's the best of everything. No, I haven't. I they basically agreed. Say, I agree 100%. I was not excited for this film. You know what the weirdest part to me about all of this is? Is we haven't touched on the poster. The poster is Venom's face. Yeah, yeah. And yet you still don't show it in the and, teaser. And, it's not like you're hiding it. And that's what I'm saying. It's like, okay, you showed us that, but you can't give us nothing in the movie. And and you know there was – they got a lot of bad backlash for this trailer. Like There wasn't like positive oh, feedback. absolutely right. So you, you bet your ass. They're going back. Like, okay, we got to do another. We got to like basically – Almost do what BBS did mm-hmm. when they did the trailer. When they showed what was it, Doomsday, people were disappointed. Like, ah, oh, what the hell, blah blah. And then they had to do the trailer of all the the Batman fighting scene. They were like, okay, we're back in. Yeah, my theory, quick they theory the on it back. is because it recently wrapped filming in the last mm-hmm. week or two. They it's, probably did all the Venom scenes at the end. It's not done for money, so they took all the stuff with Tom Hardy without the Venom suit, and that's what they cut the trailer because their don't, stuff was. Then done. don't show me nothing. I, I agree. Wait, I'll wait another didn't month. Didn't need it. I didn't I'll need wait. It. The movie's not coming out for a couple months. I got yeah. time. Absolutely. If it's not finished, don't show me a half-assed trailer. Yeah, I completely so, agree. I mean, I'm, I don't get me wrong. I'm still going to see this movie. Sure, me too. But the, the teaser they gave me, if anything, it just. It, it didn't get me hyped for it. Absolutely agree with you. I think that it did nothing. I don't think it did anything to further that movie. It didn't do anything for the casual fan to go investigate what Venom is if they don't know. And Everybody kind of knows the name Venom, even if yeah. you don't know the backstory. But like, to me, they just kind of just relied on Tom Hardy's name and image. Like if everyone just loving Tom Hardy, like, okay, here it is. Check it out. Mm-hmm. But they got to do better. Oh, Bane got his own movie. Yeah, that's kind of. You see, like, it's the, a Bane origin story. You, you see, like the links if you type in his name or whatever. Be like, you know, Tom Hardy switches DC to Marvel. It's just like, yeah, but you couldn't tell that was a Marvel trailer. Not at all. You know? uh, the Infinity War film got a thirty-second teaser spot during the Super Bowl, and it think it did its job. Yeah. fairly well. I mean, we already saw when we saw some of the leaked footage when it was when they basically you see Thanos throwing a planet at the Avengers and. That's so badass. I, to me, this was 10 years in the making. This is what it, it all builds up to, and everyone's invested. So to me, like, you only needed 30 seconds. Like, okay, I'm hyped. You guys already I mean, had my money. They just released that trailer like, yeah. a month and it's, ago. Dude, so. it's coming out in May. Yeah. So, and we're probably going to get one more trailer probably in the next I'm pissed. two I, to three I just weeks. I want another 30-second teaser. Two to three weeks, bam, there's there's the last trailer, and then I, then I want to avoid everything. I don't want to see anything. I don't want to read nothing. That's why I don't want another trailer. Just well, give me another 30-second like, e- teaser. Like, I know, like, a Black Panther trailer just got released. And not, like, another little snippet. I didn't watch it because I don't want to say it. Like, the movie's coming out next week. I can wait. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, and I'm hearing it. That's at, like, a 99% Rotten Tomato. So, that's... We'll have it in there. We, we have the review. So, I will get to that. Oh, Jesus. I will get to that um, legitimately very shortly. 
So the Black Panther film got a review, <laughs> uh, and I and I have it here. Um, it is now the fastest selling quarter one film yep. in the history of Fandango pre-sales. There has been no film that sold more tickets I before like the screening like than this. Every new movie coming out, though, it's like it broke the record. Well, the record is very silly. It's yeah. the Q one yeah. record. Yeah. Like, okay, got it. There's a four a uh, three month span where it's yeah. it's doing very well, but still, I do have the the uh, progen. The per IGN review, Black Panther delivers the goods as an adventure film, a political statement, and a cultural celebration. It shakes off a sluggish start thanks to a memorable cast of characters going up against Marvel's best realized villain in almost a decade. Some of its vibrance is drained by some cartoonish visual effects that endanger the very human feel of the story, but the emotional weight of this uh, of its themes and the cast's compelling performance ultimately keep the film on track. Overall, Black Panther is an exciting step forward for the MCU. Long live the king. Not everything about the Black Panther works across the board, but a huge amount of it does, and does so wonderfully. 9.0 per IGN. 9.0 out of 10. Amazing it, per IGN. Sam nailed that one. To me, that, that's, that sounds about right what I expect. I did hear um, that Killmonger, uh, what's his name? Creed. Michael B. Jordan. That. Who is in Friday Night Lights, by the way. Wow. For legitimately two full seasons, 20-something episodes. Oh, I know. We're, we're halfway done yeah. to season four. We only got a season and a half left. Damn, good for you guys. Yeah. There's only 13 episodes a season. But, again, this was what Marvel was lacking, was a villain. They can't rel- always rely on Loki. They finally... So I'm, go- I'm, I'm glad to hear because they, ne- they needed something. I'm tired of... Like, I love Loki, but you can't have him be the villain every damn time. Mm-hmm. So, I can't wait. Next week, that's day one. By the watch. time we have I believe next me and Tom episode, are saying that Friday. Yeah, by the time we tape our next episode, you'll have seen it so you can give yeah. us your spoiler-free oh, I'll, impressions. I'll, I'll, yeah, we're saying it 100% Friday. Looking forward to that one. So, the solo film we talked about earlier anyway, mm-hmm. it got a trailer as well during the Super Bowl. Um, it was it got well. No, hold on, it didn't get a trailer. It got a teaser, teaser during the Super and Bowl, a full, and then a full yeah. trailer the next day. Both of them were okay. Yeah, I, I, what I saw, I enjoyed. Um, I think the main, fi- I think the climax of that film has to be the Kessel Run that he did in yeah, Twelve Parsecs. Good, has to be, and, that, and that's like, I know a lot of fans and a lot of even like I know Pino and stuff was talking about. I, I have to say, it, I have to, you know, I was kind of hoping to see like, are they going to show how him and Chewie met? Because they like, have to, but right? it looked like they were already boys in the trailer. Yeah. They were like, "I hear Chewie." He said this. Right. I was like, "Ah, oh, I kind of want to see how cut, they, they could have cut it could have it could have from the middle of the film because I wanted to see how they became boys. You obviously see how kind of Hans gets his start and how mm-hmm. you know you kind of I think you see the tease of the Millennium Falcon in the one shot. So I'm I mean, I'm going to see it no matter what. I'm interested to see. What Ron Howard, because you know what stories are going to come out where how much he added, what he took away, you know, stuff like that. So I'm interested. I mean, I'm, I'm sure everybody is. Han Han looks okay. I mean, I don't have a problem with the actor. Chewie looks okay. I think for for this the whole Kessel Run thing, um, I almost feel like I hope it doesn't get the Rogue One treatment. And and I would almost be a hypocrite if I didn't say that because from you know I told you before Rogue One in my opinion, is an unnecessary film. Yeah. Good, bad, indifferent, yeah. whatever. I think it's unnecessary because it puts in canon what we had to dream about for 30-something years. Guessed or, yeah, and now it. it's fact of that's what happened. Well, the same thing in in um, in the original trilogy when they say Han Solo, this legendary whatever, you know, band, whatever you want to call him, did the, the, uh, part, uh, the Kessel Run 12 parsecs. Well, in my head, I'm like, I don't know what the Kessel Run is. I don't know how long a parsec yeah. is. I don't know what 12 of them is even any good. <laughs> Sounds like it from the way they're building it up. But now if I see that, and now I have it, to put fact to it, it almost t- takes away the lore. 
Yeah, I, I could definitely see what you're saying, but it, it's, but it's the hype train would for a lot of people. And exactly, it's what people always question, like, yo, what's this? You know, what did he do? How fast? Like, people always question. But you know, people would be disappointed. A oh, nice so amount sure. of people would be disappointed. I'm, I'm sure that. probably like seventy percent will be happy they saw it, and then thirty will be like, ah, damn, I kind of like you. I wish I but, didn't see. But it. from a Star Wars perspective, that's a huge amount of people. Thirty oh, percent yeah. of people that see this movie uh, is thousands and thousands and thousands but and again, thousands of people. This movie's still gonna make a boatload, uh-huh. you know. So it's it's, it's a May release too, yeah. so it's that. Almost dude, summer. Dude, there's a lot of movies coming out. 2018 shaping up to be a good one. Just Start like saving. Yeah. Hey, listen, we got a podcast at a good time. Mm-hmm. You know, we have with some good, solid films in 17. We're looking forward to some monster films in 18. So we're looking forward oh, yeah. to this. It's going to be a good time to have a podcast. George Lucas actually was on the set for this film. He, oh, went, wow. he went to do a set visit uh, recently. Um, well, I guess during filming. I don't know if it was recently, but sometime during filming, ended up. Just wanted to say hi. He stayed on set for five hours and helped direct a scene with Rod Howard with the Millennium Falcon and Han Solo in it. Now, that's pretty cool. I, so I, I didn't even nobody know Nobody knows he... what scene it is. There's no story on what scene it is, but there will 100% be speculation when oh. that film comes out. Well, I'm pretty sure he's going to – they're going to ask him, like, what scene did you help direct? He's already like, did. Yeah? Yeah, they, he won't say it. Uh, just... Maybe wait, wait till after the movie comes out for us, see if he will love this scene. Yeah, that was a scene. If there's a completely <laughs> different tonal shift than the rest maybe, of the movie. Maybe it's the 12 parsec scene. You don't oh, know. Oh, my God. It makes but only sense. in five hours. But it's not a long time. But just a little part, just to have a little bit to say, okay, because I'm the one get a credit? That, no, but I'm going to say, he's the one that created this whole thing. Yeah. He's the one that said that he did that just to be a part he's of He's also that. the one that wrote the prequels. So that's really cool. <laughs> uh, hey, in uh, the end, they still make money. Do, 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 uh, does he get a credit for it? I don't know. No. I don't think so. Yeah, and maybe know. just Rod Howard said, yeah, we had him on set. He was a great help. Like, just, yeah. it was a good experience. Maybe he shows up in the uncredited section of IMDb. Who knows? Going from the ABC, Disney, you know, Marvel world to the DC world. Uh, this one's a huge story. Um, Joaquin Phoenix will reportedly, we don't know yet, be cast or star as the Joker in the upcoming standalone origin film. Coming from the guy that retired from acting on the David Letterman show a few years ago. Wow, that guy's, he's that guy's back twisted. And he made her and he made a few other movies. Uh, her was good. I'm just saying, I, I can't. It's right there. No, I, I can't take it. I'm oh, sorry. It. No, thank you. Um, I thought, yo, I'd like Joaquin Phoenix. But the Joker, I don't know. Like he's he's a talented he's a actor. Guy, he's, he's a twisted, talented actor. But the Joker, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure he could do it. It's just you know, like, I still got Heath. Like he's, I don't know how anyone's going to top that. I hope Aaron Paul. I hope someone tops it. Aaron Paul. But what I saw from Leto, maybe Leto could have did it. But what was Leto was shown wasn't enough to convince me. So, but again, that this brings me to my next question: How does Jared Leto feel that there's another Joker being cast? Depends on if he signed a multiple film contract. I'm pretty sure he did. Because if he did, then they can hold that contract till whenever, till Suicide Squad 2 or whatever the case may be. But if he didn't sign a contract to be the Joker, he can't be butthurt. But I'm pretty sure he did. I'm but pretty this sure is the they same, said he signed. This is the same exact thing as Batman, except from the different angle, from a character people actually no, like. No, but number one, it's not like Ben Affleck's like, I'm, I'm done. I'm not Batman no more. He's still Batman. No one's cast. So far, everyone's like, Jared, Le- Jared, Le- Jared Leto is going to be in Suicide School or whatever. But to hear that there's another Joker coming out with his own movie, you're butthurt. I would be pissed. We still don't know who's going to play the Batman for the Batman movie, though. Okay, but th- that's my point. There's no second Batman. So right now, it's still Ben right. Affleck. Right. So now it's like Jokers. Okay, is it Jared? Is right. it Joaquin? We know the boss retired, but we don't know who the new CEO is type of thing yet. Yeah, so, I get it. I don't know. It, it just... It, it, it's a weird situation. But we like to think that Jared Leto cares, but do you? Do you? No, we don't he, know. No. If, well, he, he, I know he's well, pretty passionate about the well, role. Well, he cares considering 
when he found out that most of his parts got cut from the he film, and then he heard that they were doing another Joker, and he kind of got pissed again, like, yo, guys. Yeah, but if you do all this work and get into character and makeup like that, and your scenes get cut from a professional actor standpoint, pissed. of course you're pissed. Even if, even if you don't care about the role, you still want to see yourself <clears throat> yeah, in that film I, for all the movie or the work I you mean, did. I mean, I just want to see it. I just can't picture Joaquin as the Joker. Like again, this is like a an, this is an older Joker. I would it would have well, to well, shift well, that. Well, way. if it's a standalone, well, origin, I guess it would be a, an origin story. Would but be. what are they going to do? They're just going to wind up doing like him falling in the vat. Like we don't. To me, we don't. Still, to me, we don't need this movie. Keep his order. We we got it in the first. I would have expected a younger actor. Maybe like. Well, maybe like a Jerome story. I think the Jerome story in well, Gotham see, is I, doing a better. I job. I wouldn't agree with the younger Joker because if they have Batman, well, if, older. but if it's an origin story though. Maybe yeah, okay. You but need at least an younger Joker that, for some like, of the that, film. He's he's forty something. He's right. not a you know he's, spring chicken. I think he's older than that. But even still, maybe half the film is a younger Joker, and then they're gonna shift over to the older one. I don't maybe. know how they're gonna tell this story, but we know it's an origin story, so we know there's gonna be pre-Joker scenes. And I think that's where yeah. I think the Jerome's. I know Jerome's not the Joker, yeah, but, but we don't. There's so much Joker. Again, we, to me, we don't need this film. This is DC has so many other you characters. You really don't think we no. need the film? A, a standalone Joker? No, we don't need. But this film. to to I no. guess be the elephant in the room. It's going to make a boatload of cash because everybody Maybe. likes the Joker. Me, me, I love the Joker, but again, we don't need the. We know. We know. Like the Joker's half his mystery is we don't know. Mm-hmm. We don't know his real name. You know, like yeah, you could say you know whatever they did in Batman with with Nicholson, but I don't know. I I'm, I'm like I said, I'm still going to see the movie, but we don't need it. I'm listen. I'm cool. I'm cool with that. Whenever you're critical of a DC Marvel property, yeah, it, I, I listen. I love yeah. it. It's fantastic to me. I think that you know, I'm I'm sounding alarms right now. I'm going <laughs> off in my head like, oh no, I have to change my thought. I'm not. I'm going to stick with it. From I I like the Joker. I would I, love to see. I the like film. Joaquin Phoenix, but and I, I, no, I don't know. I don't know about that one. You don't know if you like. I'm going to hold off on that one. I don't know. He if was it's awesome a good, in Gladiator. From going back to the actual choice of casting because we haven't even talked to that. He said he might be a pretty good. I don't know. I don't know if he's the Joker that I want. Well, I just know he's got that evil look. He's got sure. that look. From just from so does Aaron Paul. No, come on. He's the scrawny 4'8 dude. I, I, love, I love Aaron Paul, but no. I, I don't know, man. I don't know if if he's the right fit. I like Leto's Joker. I still do, even though I think Suicide Squad's not as great as it yeah. once was the first time I saw it. I still really enjoy Leto as the Joker. I want to see more yeah, of him exactly. as the you Joker. Need, you need more. Um, to see if that's a substantiated well, origin story. But you do even get him falling in the vat in Suicide Squad, we, so you almost got it. it. We yeah. have it. We yeah. have Jerome's coming back on Gotham. Gotham's Dr- coming Jerome's back in a week or Jerome's two. not the Joker. They, they no, said it. He is the inspiration for the Joker. He is not could the be. Joker. Yeah, because they, they did the, they're, for him, they did the new 52. Saying, they got his face cut off. They're like, also to saying, me, though, To me, that's not my Joker. My, right. I don't like my Joker cutting off his face. Right. That's a little well, crazy. Well, they also said the Joker is coming to the show. Good. And they said, I was reading some inter- uh, interview with the, one of the showrunners, I believe a producer, that said, the way we introduce the Joker is the best It's the best introduction in DC TV history or something like that. Good. There's that's some crazy like, twists. That's what I like to hear. But Jerome is not the Joker. It is confirmed as confirmed can be that he is just the inspiration okay. for the Joker. I, I like that. I went back and I texted you and I said, should I watch Gotham You know, while we're on the Joker topic? Um, and you said yes, and I said, but what if I only want to watch it for Jerome? And you said, still, could, could take you know, give it a shot. I can almost get the Jerome storyline from Gotham because I don't care about anything else because yeah. he is used pretty sporadically. And if I'm watching it just for him, you get it on I YouTube. Yeah, and I don't care. Yeah. There's an hour long compilation of all of his scenes. Now they do skip some because I went back and did some research and found out that there they do skip more. some. There was some more that I wanted to see and didn't. But I got a really good 
idea of this guy killed his mom, dad, you know, blind guy. Yeah, it was some little, carnival stuff, yeah. Threw people off of a roof, got the whole, I forget what the name of that gang is that he that he has formed in jail with that older guy. I can't remember what they're called. Um, but anyway, forms that. Then, you know, eventually when he is killed, he cuts his face off. When he comes back to life and bandages it all up and everything, he has the laugh, staples his freaking face. Yeah, he has the guy the, cuts it off. He doesn't cut off his he face. Has the like, guy cuts it off. Like, he then goes kills him. It's like the Mark Hamill, Heath Ledger, like, mix yeah. of, of his joke, which he is good. I do like I do like his yeah, camera he, he does a great. He does a great job yeah. as Jerome. I, I actually like that it's not the Joker, but now whatever he did almost in that show – well, how's the Joker going to top it? Cameron Monaghan killed it, man. Yeah. He did a great well, job. They got something world. up their sleeve then if you said that. Yeah, listen. When I see the OC and Shameless in the same show, Jesus. I'm interested. <laughs> Michael Bay may direct a Lobo film for Warner Brothers. Sam, I'm going to let you go. No, because, well, you know Lobo is one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he's like a, a DC. He's like, I, don't know, I guess you'd say villain, anti-hero type of deal. Like, he does some bad stuff, but some good stuff too. But leaving it in Michael Bay's hands, how everyone... You know, his Transformers films, we know they're not great. The Turtles are going to make a cameo. Yeah. Um, we did like Bad, Bad Boys 1 and 2. He did good. So, I mean, he, he has done good movies. I like the Turtles, too. No, I, I do like the Turtles, but I'm, the Bad out of his films, the Bad Boys were the better films. That's kind of... Bad Boys but, 2, I even like more than But me. how he's going to handle Lobo, I have no idea. But so I, give, give the listeners an idea of what Lobo or who Lobo is for the... Well, no, if you guys... If you ever... Watch Superman the Animated Series from back in the day. Lobo, Lobo appeared on a few ep- episodes, voiced by Brad Garrett, by the way. He just liked really, it. yeah, he's the just, older brother of Ray Romano, and everybody he loves was, he was he was a voice of Lobo, and he's just like this gritty guy, huge muscle, like strong as shit, like could, like go toe to toe with Superman, and like rides his bike and loves dolphins, like it, it, he, he's just crazy character. He's he killed his entire race because he wanted to be the only one left, so he's the only one left. That's that badass. is, dude. He's and his, his on the back of his leather coat, it says, what did it say? Bite bite my ass, fanboys, or something like, kiss my ass, or something that like that. That reminds me of Bender. Bite my shiny yeah. metal ass. So, and he, he it, it's a film that could show, that could be like a nice comedy kind of action, because Lobo's crazy. He's he's literally nuts. So, just to, to see what, what they could do, I do have his first appearance, signed by the creator, though. But it's, Signed by Michael Bay? <laughs> no, fuck. I, I would never. I would rather get shot in the foot. How many explosions? Over under 600? No, no, dude. The, again, the... Well, if he's doing it, it's going to have a minimum of like a $100 million budget minimum. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but I know every DC fan is, is hype as shit, but it's just the Michael Bay. It's like, oh, you throw a little wrench there. It's like, ho, ho, ho. Ho. I'm nervous. <laughs> the Hollywood Reporter re- uh, reports that Tom Holland, Ralph Fiennes, Emma Thompson, Ralph Fiennes. whatever, finds Emma Thompson uh, will all be voicing um, – in the new Voyage of Dr. Doolittle film. Not much else about the roles currently known. Antonio Banderas also joins the cast in a live-action role as Russelli, with Michael Sheen in talks to play Mudfly. The cast is led by Robert Downey Jr. That's probably where you got exactly. the inspiration mm-hmm. for our trivia question. And again, Dr. Doolittle, if you don't know, he's just the guy who can speak to animals. Yes. I mean, I like the entire cast. So to me, it's, it's Civil War. It's, <laughs> it's great. I mean, the whole cast is great. I mean, I'm surprised I- it's not called Dr. Doolittle Homecoming. <laughs> this may not be my go to the movie watch, but no. if I catch it on cable, okay, I'll yeah, check it this out. This is absolutely, hey, honey, it's on HBO. On I, I, I like Downey. Yeah, let's I'm, sit down he, and watch it. It was last week, um, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang was on. Yeah. 
me and Toby want to watch the whole finish it. It's, it's Val Kilmer, Robert Downey. One of the I literally it's like one of their top five films. It's, I recently it's, it's rewatched Tropic Thunder. That's another where a lot one. of people got into Robert Downey yeah, Jr. because of one. that role he played. He was freaking fantastic in yeah, that role. I agree. The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo sequel, The Girl in the Spider's Web, has reportedly cast Logan star Stephen Merchant in a mystery role. Okay, now is Daniel Craig coming back? Is Rooney Mara coming back? Or is this a whole new cast? Good question. I don't know what the I don't know if it because I, I didn't read the books, so I don't know see, if the girl in a spider's web is a different. No, I think it, story I think it, I, th- I believe it. I didn't read the books, but I think it's the same story because I remember when the first one came out, got great reviews. It did good. Then originally said Daniel Craig and Rooney Mara will be back, but I haven't heard nothing in five years. No, we we would have said something on here. That's right. If, if, if it happened in the last year and a half and since we started, I we just hate reported if on they it. continue and they change actors completely. That bothers me. So I want to see at least these characters come back because I thought they did a great job in the first one. The Super Bowl did a great thing, a really cool thing of going through and they did a, you know, we there's reportedly a trailer coming out for uh, Cloverfield 3. We did not know much about yeah. it, but then they did a freaking E3 on us and said available to stream tonight. Yeah, it was fast. That I was get, really do cool. You, do you watch it? I did not. Yeah, I get a chance, yeah. Um, I do have the review. I'm pulling it up as we speak, but um, it ain't pretty. Yeah, I, I heard it got shit on, and I'm like, damn it! Now it like puts like a like a bad taste in your mouth. You're like, I gotta watch it, but it just got shit on. But I'll I'll get to it. I have to. It was neat though that they did something like that yeah. to capitalize on all that. Was um, people were still gonna watch it? It's still Cloverfield, right? Exactly, and Cloverfield. Uh, they loosely connect the the universe. There's the fourth that's apparently already done filming. It's apparently called, I believe, Outpost or Outlook or something like that. Uh, Overlord, I think, actually, it's called. Um, but this film, we'll call it underwhelming. Uh, the Cloverfield Paradox is a paradox in itself, split between trying to be a standalone sci-fi space horror and a key linking point in the Cloverfield mythos. The f- film truly never succeeds at either. The original strains of its space set plot can't avoid contrived beats, even despite fun performances and an emotionally powerful arc from Gu- Guju Mabatha Raw. And the elements included to not only make it a Cloverfield film, but unseemly the dark tower of this universe feel more like a shoved-in fan service than any details neatly woven into the fabric of the film. I still have hope for the Cloverfield universe, and it's always an entertaining method of release, but I hope further entries lean towards the triumphs of 10 Cloverfield Lane rather than the stumbles of the Cloverfield paradox. Despite some strong performances, the weakest Cloverfield film can't rise above its predictable plot. 3.0 per IGN. 5.9. Oh, they are mediocre. Higher than I thought. Yeah, it is the literal definition of mediocre. Uh, but apparently, Netflix reportedly paid $50 million well, to acquire this film. Well, that's probably nothing to them. You know, well, I mean, I, that's saying, well, that's like the, the, that's like the producer saying, we're not going to gross that at the box yeah, office. We're not going to gross yeah. double that at the box office. So we're probably going to have to just. Take our take our hit. Take it the loss. Take the money, yeah. and, and maybe and, even and it's clean, not a loss. They probably the wouldn't have sold it if it was at a loss. But they they probably said we'll take that whatever profit we can get. If the fourth one is reportedly already done, they don't have any more costs to shoot. So True. they take that movie. It can go right into the marketing budget for four. Um, to Cloverfield to their to their 
credit, they the one thing they do very well is market their films. Ten Cloverfield Lane was surprised when that yeah, happened. We, no, we Nobody no knew idea. that was a Cloverfield no movie until the end. Cloverfield itself was shrouded in mystery, and then this film was a surprise drop right after the Super Bowl, competing with This Is Us. By the way, oh god, yeah, it, it's tough. I mean, I, I'm I'm definitely gonna, regardless of what the review said, I'm still gonna watch it because I did enjoy both films. Mm-hmm. But it, it does suck to hear that it, yeah. it got shit on. Uh, the speaking of This Is Us, apparently Crockpot had to put out. Um, like a a statement on their website saying, you know, our product does not actually do what the, this is us did. I I don't know anything. uh, Apparently this is us. You know, that film. Yeah. I know the show. That's all I know. Um, the main character dies. Yeah, he's I know supposed that. to. Like that's set up. From he's the still very in beginning. the show, but he's dead. Right. Yeah. It's, it's set up from the very beginning, and they finally pulled the trigger on his death scene, and it's because a crockpot caught fire in the house. Oh my god. Um, and it's pretty. It was pretty lame, actually, the way it happened. Um. And was it always now, now this is where the season the of this is us just goes downhill yeah, and it ends in a year. He, he didn't die in the fire, so he died because of smoke inhalation. So it's kind of lame. Yeah. But uh Crockpot put out a thing because it's such a popular show. Like our product does not do this. Don't worry about it. Please, you know, please <laughs> continue awesome. to support our products. Da, da 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 da. But that's just the power that that show could have. Jumanji, welcome to the jungle. There's already a sequel in the works. No, to me, this. I mean. I saw this coming. Like the writing was on the wall. When you hear that the movie made over seven hundred million, mm-hmm. why not? Yeah. Kevin Hart's huge. The Rock's huge. Jack Black's hilarious. But I still have to see the Kevin Hart's movie. lit. He oh, was dude, drunk he, as shit. Oh, he was hilarious the at the Super Bowl. He was. He wanted to get up on the podium, and they were like, "Nah." He was the, like, the best is the one picture. He's like, "I don't know who took this picture because I was right there. I didn't see anybody." It was like because Kevin Hart's so small. This guy was like on the floor with the picture. He goes, "This is my natural reaction." And they told me I couldn't go up to the Super Bowl. I was. He's like, "I feel like I didn't be there for my city." <laughs> but in the end, he, I think he put it on Instagram. He's like, "Yo, guys, if anyone knows that security guard's name, let me know. I gotta send him something because he just saved me." Like by not letting me go up, he goes because it goes. I was because I was drunk. He's like, screw it, in my city, fly eagle fly. <laughs> the best story to possibly uh, end the movie section of the podcast on is there is a Kim Possible live action film in the works at the Disney Channel. I mean, the only reason I know, I know this, I know the show, I right. know that. It used and to here's be a the show. only reason why. Two actually, there's two reasons. Number one, the original voice actor, she still might be. I don't know. I have never seen an episode. Was. Uh, in even Stevens, remember that oh, show yeah, with Shia LaBeouf, Shia Buff, yeah. the older sister, whoever that it's was, her? it's her I don't know who it is, voice acting. Wow, and there was a song, the I think it might have been the theme song or maybe just a song that Disney released. Um, it was "Call Me, Beat Me, If You Want to Reach Me, If You Want to Page Me, It's Okay." And I had that stuck wow. in my head. Only for, you, only you. Can I had that stuck in my head all of, like all of college, though. That's why, because it was like a thing in college. I would see somebody that I hadn't seen in a while, and we'd be leaving, and I'd be like, hey, call me. And then they would say, beat me, and I'd be like, if you want to reach me. But if you want to page me, it's okay. And it was just a funny thing I did in college. did a lot of dumb dumb stuff in college. Yeah, I imagine. Yeah, it's been a while. Been (laughs) been seven years since I graduated, by the way, which is weird. Yeah. Seven years since I've been. been nine years since I've been at my job. Yesterday was nine years today. Congratulations. Thank you. a little left-handed handshake because my right hand is – I got one hand in my pocket and another one waving a taxi cab. That's how you do it. While we're in nostalgia mode, a little Alanis Morissette for all of our friends. We have the fi- – actually, what am I doing? That's not the last yeah, story we have. I was going to say it. I was like, I, I see an, like 10 more stories. I was like, oh. I, pu- I put an uncharacteristic space between yeah. my stories and that's just because I copy and paste it and that's what happens when you copy and paste. But I do have yet another film review to read. This is Fifty Shades Freed and apparently the only thing that was freed are the people from the theater once it was over. Oh. Despite all evidence.
evidence to the contrary, Fifty Shades Freed, like the two films before it, seems desperate to convince somebody, even itself, that the story it's telling is actually worth telling. But methinks the movie doth protest too much. While all is said and done, I'm sorry, when all is said and done, what is said is badly written and what is done is not very interesting. Fifty Shades Freed uh, concludes a trilogy as it began with a romance you can't believe in, endless montages of affluence, lousy dialogue, weak (laughs) plotting, and admittedly, a heck of a lot of sex. Fifty Shades Freed, the protagonist's frying pan, is more (laughs) alluring than their romance. 4.0 per IGN. 3.0. Awful. Out of 10. I'll never see these films, so I don't have to worry about it. I, I think I've uh, I think after the last one, I saw the first one. It was the worst. Yeah. I saw the second one. It was even worse than the worst. I think I'm going to draw my line here and say, sweetheart, this one's all you. Yeah. I'm not. I'm yeah. not going to invest Put my time. Put your foot down, brother. I'm not going to invest my time. Not even as a uh, an adult male with a attractive woman on screen in the nude. Yeah. I'm still nope. drawing the line of that. I do not yeah. want to see this. No, film. zero interest. I have yet another review, but I don't think I actually do. Yes, I do. Okay. Another review. Peter Rabbit. Yeah. Nice little film. Well, real quick before that, just because I, I kind of, there was a, or I don't know if it was a little show or something, but the lady who created the rabbit, it was the late 1890s. She created, or she wrote this story, got denied. It took her forever to get this book made. Eventually, the book gets made, sells crazy, and then Disney, um, Walt Disney tries to, to buy it. She turns down everyone, everyone. And so they waited till years later. She dies all these years later, so the rights go over and make the film. Like the friend of her said, like she would be absolutely mortified about this film. Like she would never want this film ever to get made. And I was like, well, never watch this movie. Well, Peter Rabbit is a perfectly serviceable family <laughs> film, but it's box ticket. But this box ticker is one for the kids, not the adults. As a result, it sells itself short and squanders its potential uh, potential wider appeal. Strap yourself in for 100 minutes of slapstick mania with a side order of warm and fuzzy. Oh, and good luck calming your kids after watching because this uh, – I'm sorry, watching this because they'll be buzzing. The relentlessly slaps, slapstick Peter Rabbit may please kids, but the film never quite realized its full potential. 5.0. 5.5. Yeah, I mean, it, I think, I think the, her name was Beatrix or something like that, the creator. But, I mean, just to hear, like, she denied Walt Disney all the money. She denied everything. And then they wait all this time to release that. I was like, that's kind of disrespectful. I don't know. But that's just me. Why can't I get a little respect? That's it. Jordan Peele is seriously considering making a sequel to Get Out. I mean, why not? It made a boatload. Everyone loves the movie. I haven't heard one bad. I haven't Still heard haven't one bad. Th- either right. It's I on HBO On Demand. haven't heard one bad thing about the film. If people want it. Give it to them. You know, I'm I'm interested to watch the first one, but I just don't know. Yeah, I just don't want to sit down. I feel I, like it. <laughs> I just don't want to sit down and, and watch an hour and a half of it. No, I still haven't watched Baby Driver. That's still the no, number one. That was one good. That was that good. That I, I enjoyed that one. Mission Impossible Fallout got a trailer during the Super Bowl. What did you think of the trailer? I watched it once during no. the Super Bowl that's with it. people. And I'm See, like, I want to watch it. Twice. You know, that's not my cup of tea. See, I, I I love Tom Cruise, Henry Cavill's in it, Simon Pegg, the whole basically the whole crew's coming back. I watched a five-minute behind-the-scenes of the helicopter stunt. Like, Tom Cruise took, like, a three-month class, like, crazy hours, like, invested so much time. They made this helicopter and planted, like, 
10 cameras all around it to prove to you that Tom Cruise was the one and only person flying in the helicopter doing like crazy stunts that they said like people who've been driving for years wouldn't attempt what he did and like he did everything in the movie I was just I just I have to give him mad respect for Tom Cruise being 50 some years old still killing in these action movies so I is a day one seat for me I love the Mission Impossible series I just remember him jumping from a rooftop and almost not making but it. that's the only part and of the he still kept trying and doing you got to give him respect Tremors, a cold day in hell. I didn't get a chance to watch this trailer. I, I forgot. Yeah, I me wanted too. to. I totally. But it's forgot still this. the same guy. Like he's is it Bert? I think it's Bert. He's been in every one. Is Kevin Bacon in it too? Is he coming I th- back? I thought he was doing the TV show. I don't is know he? if he, I don't know if he's in the movie. Okay, yeah. Tremors, a cold day in hell. Got a trailer. Go check it out on YouTube. If so facto, and you care about the Tremors films. Uh, Logan's director James Mangold will uh, direct a Ford versus Ferrari film, and if you're asking yourself what is that, it's literally a film about Ford and Ferrari, the yeah, car they, manufacturers. Well, I mean, I, I like him as a director. I'm not a huge fan of Ford, but I do like Ferraris, so I'm, I'm interested to see. Apparently, what this film. it's like their 1960s. I think they had a big drama, a big fallout. Yeah. So I'm sure competition. Movie Pass has passed two million subscribers. I wonder if people know about the whole AMC thing. I know, again, it's not yeah. all theaters, it's just a well, few. But You know, when I went to the movies last night, like 6.30, it was only 6 bucks. 6 bucks On a Friday yep. night? I, I almost fell over. I couldn't believe it. I was like, in my head, I was like, when I went, I was like, why do I need movie pass if I'm, if I'm only paying $6 at 6.30 at night at Nishamani? 6 Maybe bucks. because it was not a popular film anymore? That's but it recently came out. You saw Den of Thieves, mm-hmm. and it recently came out. So six bucks. So to me, it was up. Oh, I don't need Movie Pass if they're going to keep charging me six dollars for a movie. Well, it still is in the top ten grossing films. So okay. who knows what that's all about? But good on good on that yeah. AMC Nishami. Yeah. Uh, but we have the top ten films. I actually, truth be told, of the top twenty five, but I won't. I won't do yeah, it to you. We'll just do the ten. I won't do it to you. But number twelve is Itania because I have to. Uh, number ten, falling from number nine at three point two million dollars. Paddington two. Number nine, falling from number eight at four point four million. The Shape of Water, uh, that's getting a second yeah, nice uh, wind. wind. Yeah. Uh, number eight, falling from number seven. Den of Thieves at four point five. Uh, there you go. Number seven, falling from number six. Twelve Strong at four point seven million. Not number six, falling from number three. Hostels at five point one million. Staying Strong at number five at five point two million is the post. Uh, staying strong at number four at 7.7 million is The Great Showman. New to the list at number three at 9.3 million is Winchester. Apparently, it's pretty creepy. Oh, yeah. Okay. That was creepy. Yeah, spooky. Yeah. Uh, falling from number one to number two, Maze Runner, D- The Death Cure at 10.4 million. And jumping up from number one from number two at $10.9 million, Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle, insane. is back it's at insane. the top. Unbelievable. They would have never guessed this in a million years. And I. And neither would I. <laughs> but here's the deal. What else is on here? Well, you know, falling well, out has been... It ain't going to be one next week, brother. Yeah. Star Wars, uh, then at Last Jedi, fell to number 15. Uh, Coco fell, Lady Bird, Insidious, uh, Molly's Game, Pitch Perfect 3, Ferdinand, all fell pretty heavy. Star Wars still did 2.3 million, but yeah. there's well, really nothing right now that's going to take that spot. All they need to know is Black Panther comes out Thursday night. That'll be the number one. Go see that movie. And, and in reality, there's you know that's going to probably rule the box yeah, office for number one for a while. Yep. Uh, Early Man is also out. Samson, The Party, Nostalgia, Looking Glass. Irreplaceable You. Feel so bad for all of them films. Right. And when I look through next week, I won't go through the, the films right now, but when I look through them, 
I'm not seeing anything that's going to take Panther's down. Black Panther's going to have it for at least two, three weeks. At, at least two yeah. to three weeks. So I'm, I'm even now into March, and I'm yeah. like, the hell is coming out until freaking Avengers after Black Panther. See you in May. Yeah, for real. Uh, in the TV space, Stranger Things. Sam, this is not in the original yeah. right now. Stranger Things Season 3 will now only have eight episodes. What was the last one, nine? Nine, and the first one was ten. It was ten. Was it ten? I thought it was shorter. It would have been nine. Yeah, I, think, no, I think it was seven. No. It was, sure? Mm-hmm. It was at I least... I mean, okay. Eight's still good. I already know they're doing the time time jump again, the year they're in high school, so I'm interested. I'm still going to see it. I eight love the show. Eight episodes, is that enough for you to, yeah, to wait a year and you get your that's craving? Eight. That's eight hours. That's plenty. Yeah. Fair enough. Disney CEO Bob Iger told The Hollywood Reporter that Disney is developing multiple new Star Wars TV shows for its streaming service wow. for 2019. Well, here's here's more of a reason to get the Disney shows or to get the Disney... Streaming service? Yeah. I mean... Okay, so it, it'll at least... Now, like I was before, when you first announced the streaming service, I was like, nah, not for me. I don't need the kids' movies. But you add something like this, okay, now. Now it's like, let me see what more... This streaming service has to offer and its price point. Well, according to Deadline, the streaming services initial offers are going to do the Star Wars series, a live action Marvel show that is unnamed, um, an animated series based off of Monsters Inc., and a high school musical TV show. Mm-hmm. Well, the first two I'm interested in. I mean, yeah, clearly. <laughs> uh, Disney is reportedly also prioritizing movies, including Lady and the Tramp, Paper Magician, Star Girl, and Togo. Other projects in development are Three Men and a Baby. Sword and Stone and Timmy Failure, which is hilarious because I've never heard of that before and it sounds funny. I hear most of them, to be honest. Magic Camp and Noel are two movies currently in post production. They will also be heading to the streaming service. So this seems to be a streaming service for new movies that aren't going to find a theatrical release. Instead of going right to DVD, they'll probably do simultaneous DVD streaming service. Why not control the movie market and the TV market? Yeah, my guess would be they do a streaming service for three to six months and then hit the DVD space, probably within that or the Blu ray space. Disney hopes to generate four to five original movies and five television series over the course of its first year and marvel's defenders will stay on netflix any r-rated content will go to hulu instead of the service anything r-rated which is smart i'm sure they talk to netflix netflix threw them stupid amounts of money well hulu has is owned by disney now 60 percent, so they can do whatever they want with hulu netflix is going to keep the defenders which is getting just the more and more that show has been out, I don't think the they less got signed for season two. Did care. they get signed for season two? I don't know. People are way down on that series, so. but it, it'll it's still got viewers. I know. I I follow Finn Jones. Everything on, gets viewers. It's on Netflix. I follow uh, Finn Jones on Instagram, and he was doing like thing where they're painting the dragon on his chest. So he's either doing direct, either filming season two of Iron Fist now, or he's going to appear in season three of Daredevil. Something that we don't know if it's going to go to Hulu, stay on Netflix, go to the streaming service, Jessica Jones. But that season two will be Netflix, yeah, that's Netflix. and that got a trailer. And it didn't really do anything for me. Wow. It, it didn't. I don't know. Like, I love this side of you. See, and, and this is my this Sam is best Sam. <laughs> no, because the Jessica Jones I like what I liked in Jessica Jones was Kilgrave. Yeah, and. He got spoilers. He got killed at the end, but then you kind of quotes for all those who can't see. Then this. you, yeah, because at the end okay, of the trailer, yeah, yeah. you kind of hear or possibly see that it's killed. But we know he signed on for season two. He will be back. We so, know that. But it could be her, him messing with her memories, you know, because she's spoiler away snapped his neck. Could he survive that? I don't know. But <laughs> if if Jerome can survive what he survived and come back, true. I mean, I, I'm still going to see it because I've seen all the Netflix streaming service, but. 
I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to oh, my God, I can't wait. But I plan to at least finish it in three days. Once Upon a Time, <laughs> Sam, I know our favorite show. Never watch one second I know of it's it. our favorite show, right? It ties in all of our Disney yeah. princess dreams. Mm-hmm. We'll be ending after season seven. Okay. That's – dude, had a great run. Well, here's the deal. It actually lost its main character. Either her contract ran up. I don't think they killed her off or anything like that. I don't watch the show. But yeah. I believe her contract ran up. She did not resign. They were kind of floundering right now looking yeah. for some new well, seven, direction. Seven years. And they're just cutting it. Seven years. You you made your money. You got a, over 100 episodes. Yeah. I've seen – unfortunately, with, you know, I've seen two or three episodes of this show. Not one thing. And it's just not – it's yeah. just not going to be – I mean, hey, I know a lot, a lot of ladies watch it, but not yeah, for me. Not going to be for me. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger is set to star in a Western series yeah. for Amazon. I love Westerns. I Same. like Arnold. Same. Uh, I like Amazon because I have it. His, his, his accent is just so strong. Can you imagine just, a Western Austra- I, I, Austrian I, accent? I just have to – I have to see what, what this is going to be. I do like Arnold. Well, hello. Cowboy, I, I like it. maybe he's Toto. I don't know, so we'll see. I like westerns. I mean, same here. I, I love westerns. Shit, I just saw Hostels two weeks ago, so yeah. I'm a big fan of. Westerns. I'm interested. I don't know. Can you imagine Arnold riding a horse? No, though? I just he'd feel bad for the, the horse. horse. He's, he's yeah. a big guy. He'd have to pick up the horse and just walk in the town with it and like tie it to the saloon and walk in <laughs> for an ale. I don't know, man. I just can't picture Arnold Schwarzenegger in the Wild West. Hell, I couldn't picture Will Smith, but apparently that happened too. So. Even though that was more and of a sci-fi. 20, and you got $20 million for it. But. That's crazy. Yeah. Legion Season 2 will premiere April 3rd at 10 on, fi- on Hell FX. Yeah. I'm Hell sorry, yeah. on FX. I can't wait. Yeah, you're a Legion guy. Same same cast. Um, it was the guy who played the Beast in Beauty and the Beast. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, so. Cool. Um, you can't tell. They did a, exactly. did a heck of a well, job. Well, well, the beginning when he's the prince. Yeah, well, that, sorry. I didn't pay attention. Oh, sorry, I did. I like Beauty and the Beast. I'm sorry. Same. I've seen it a couple times. I just saw the musical again, yeah. the, sh- the, the show. Oh, God bless you. Uh, but but yeah, again, well, if you guys have not watched season one of Legion, I suggest you guys go watch it. And that's it. on FX, FX, correct? Yep. Yeah. Good. Arrow adds Kyra Zagorski as Athena. She's, her name sounds familiar, but I don't. Can't picture her face for it. Did I put okay. that in the rundown? Yeah, you did. I got it. But Athena is okay. That's another. Obviously, it's like a Greek. Obviously, Greek god that turned into a DC hero or villain, whichever they decide to do. But I'm, I'm liking Arrow so far. Kyra Zagorski. It sounds familiar. Let me see your picture. I just want to see your face. Yes, yeah, she was uh, in Supernatural. Mm, kinda looks familiar. Oh, yep, I know who she is. Okay. Yeah, cool. she was in uh, Helix and Supernatural and uh, the ABCs of Death and Vendetta. So, I mean, you know, nothing really that's jumping off the page for me, but I'm sure you kind of know a little bit more. Uh, than I'm I more hyped that Monday starts, uh, Leg- uh, Legends of Tomorrow starts back up, and uh, John Constantine is back on it. So maybe Jonah Hex Monday at 8. Hey, you never know. I would hope so, man. I'd, I'd watch it just for our boy Jonathan Sheck. Oh, yeah. Westworld Season 2 will now premiere April 22nd, which is a relief. I was not expecting it this soon. I'm exactly. not going to lie. Exactly. It's only a couple so months away. Th- is that because Game of Thrones it, got the That's way? literally what I was about to say. They was, maybe they figured we had to rush this out since people are waiting until 19. scary. I don't know. I, scary. I, I trust the because it's what's his name's brother is one of the the executive producers. Christopher. But when you brother. say the words, let's rush this out. That's well, scary. Well, I'm 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 saying that they probably had this planned. I'm just thinking they want this out before Game of Thrones. That's me. Right, but Game of Thrones. Have, they have Westworld hold you over until at least August. This could have been a July and give them three months to work on it. Just polish it. Yeah, up. but they they took their time on this. They took their time. You can't say we can't say it was rushed because <laughs> the last season came out beginning of what. Or the end of 16, beginning of 17? Something like that. Yeah. 
HBO's Confederate, which was mm-hmm. going to be a show from the Game of Thrones guys, Weiss and Benioff, yep. which we were really looking mm-hmm. forward to. An alternate take on the Confederate War, on the Civil War. Like that to did me, they, did they say that they're done? It will not be happening now because of the Star Wars stuff. Yeah, it but sucks. you don't think they could just get new showrunners? They don't. They don't they're not doing it. It's their idea. It's their okay, idea. They could have sold it. That's what I'm they saying. They could have sold license it. to it. Okay. But that was a show I was looking forward yeah, me to. Too. Me no, too. No offense, but it's probably a show I was looking forward to as much or more than the Disney, than the Star Wars movies because you know me. I'm a very yeah. casual Star yeah. Wars fan, yeah. and I always want something new on TV. To me, TV is better than films right now. Just overall. I won't say for any particular reason, but I, I enjoy watching TV shows more than I enjoy watching a standalone film. Yeah. This has potential to me because it's something I don't ever watch. I don't yeah. watch things on the confe- uh, the yeah. Civil War, very, yeah. you know, I was, I was Captain America. I was interested, interested to see what, what the show was going to kind of like an alternate take like, on our civil war. The South yeah, wins, man. Exactly. That's freaking cool. Yeah. I wanted to see it. And maybe we're never going to see it. Well, maybe we will. But, but it we'll won't just have to wait it, ten more years. But it won't be Weiss and Benny. Yeah, you're right. I you mean, know, we might have to wait. Yeah, finish the trilogy. A long, long time. But in that, at that point, we might already have a second civil war. Who knows? We might be able to watch it on Christ. Fox News. Yeah, you're right. I don't know, man. I made that up. That would suck. Sabrina on Netflix adds Zach Sinclair. I'm sorry, Jazz. Why I had Zach in my yeah, name? Jazz Sinclair. She was in The Vampire Diaries as Rosalind Walker, who was Sabrina's best friend. They also threw out a, a the first shot of the town that Sabrina yeah. takes place in. It looks pretty cool. This is a horror yeah. adaptation of Sabrina. I'm really kind of looking I wanna, forward to I it. I want to see more before I put... Before I really put my two cents. In. I have a sneaky suspicion I'm going to watch the entire first season. Yeah, I've, just based yeah, on I've, Ashley yeah. loves hard. I, I, I figured don't, you, I don't know if she's a. Sabrina you're like fan. the definite watch, and I'm I'm still up in the air. Yeah, but that's a you know that's a problem. But whatever. Uh, <laughs> I am ex- I'm, I'm actually kind of looking forward to it. It's a shame there's no Melissa Joan Hart because she stole mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Rock will star and produce the Titan Games, which is a new competitive athletic game show. So he he did something like this last year. I mean, good for The Rock. He's always trying to. Paul you know, Hogan did it too before. Yeah, he he's trying. American, he's pushing American, the envelope. Uh, he has so many damn things coming out with his name on it. Go for him. He put out a tweet last night. I think it was like the wee hours of the morning. I, I woke up at uh, twelve thirty or twelve o'clock. I woke up at midnight, unfortunately today, um, which sucks because it's nine thirteen and I'm very tired. Uh, but The Rock, it was like middle of the night. I'm going through Twitter because that's what you should be doing at 3 in the morning. Yeah. And he retweeted some random person, 1,000 followers, nobody, you know, giant, mm-hmm. and said the rock, uh, said to The Rock, I want you to carry me like a backpack or something like that. Or pick me up and carry me around like one of your backpacks or something, you know, funny but sexual. Yeah. She's a comedian. And The Rock retweets it, giving this person ex- ultimate exposure yeah. and says – the fourth most popular question I've ever asked. Rocky, can you pick me up? Well, this one's for you or something. Yeah. Jump on, he said. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Nice. So, nice. like, that's really cool that he's even replying to, you know, just yeah. any person but on he, Twitter. He comments on his Instagram, stuff like that. So, he, he does interact with people. That's really, really cool. I like folks that take the time to read the comments yeah. and do that kind of stuff and not just put something out there. American Gods Season 2 has a new showrunner, Jesse Alexander, who has done Star Trek Discovery and Hannibal. Well, Hannibal, I did watch a few episodes. I did like that show. I mean, I'm just glad the show didn't get canceled. I do like, obviously, we like Ian McShane and the one dude, Pablo Schreiber. He was like the the leprechaun. He was actually in Den of Thieves. So, hey, I'm all for it. Uh, Child's Play, Chucky, Chucky yeah. is getting a TV series. Then they, I think they just didn't they just release like a movie directed. They did. DVD? It was yeah. uh, Chuck, yeah. Child's Play, Chucky's Curse or Curse of Chucky, I believe. I, I might be really all Chucky out. I don't know. Uh, apparently, though, this is like a big deal. Um, it's already it got always? some. It's already got some pretty good press around it, uh, which is nice. 
Uh, Bloody Disgusting reports that franchise creator Dave Mancini and franchise producer David Kirshner are developing the series together. It will be a continuation of the story rather than a reboot. It will reportedly pick up where the last film left off, called of Chucky. Uh, Quote, we plan to use Child's Play in the title. We want to definitely signal that we are going dark, darker than ever before. It's going to be very creepy, Mancini said. Mancini also confirmed that longtime uh, Chucky voice actor Brad Dourif will voice the iconic character cool. in the eight-part hour-long wow. episodic series. However, not much as else is known. I mean, that's a lot to be known. Yeah, that's, for this first yeah I would say they dropped a lot of information. No on date, something. no channel. Yeah. But that's that's good though. I mean, hey, if you like Chucky, if you're a horror fan, that, that's what you want to hear. My only question to you is because it wants to be darker. Will it be on a streaming service or will it make its way to television? I would say Netflix. I would say because the other one came out on Netflix. Yeah, that's once, probably going to be. And once you home. say eight part series, I was like Netflix. Yeah. It had Netflix all over it. Yeah, that has Netflix written all over it. Moving over to the gaming space, there was a Japanese trailer. Now there was an American trailer or U.S. trailer also released yesterday, but the Japanese trailer for Hyrule Warriors on better. Switch, um, <laughs> it actually dropped a hint on us. The okay. at the end of that trailer, there was three twenty two. So that tells me that the release date is coming March 22nd. The U.S. trailer had no such date. And nothing in there about a release date. You missed it. Japanese trailers tend to give a little bit more away. Uh, They tend to be a lot longer. So it was about two times the length of the United States or the U.S. trailer. But it got me very hyped on this. Uh, Very, very, very hyped on this. You can use Breath of the Wild costumes and all that really cool stuff. There's all the DLC from the Wii U and 3DS version in it. It's definitely going to be something I'm going to consider picking up in a major way. But... Uh, look for that on March 22nd for Hyrule Warriors Definitive Edition on the Nintendo Switch. Metroid Prime 4 has been reportedly being developed by Bandai Namco. Bandai Namco behind some of the Dragon Ball Z stuff as well. Uh, there were leaks coming out that Bandai Namco is working on two Switch exclusives. One being a first-person action-adventure shooter that was shifted to Metroid, as all the, the rumors, and then... Uh, multiple outlets confirmed it, uh, but Bandai Namco has not yet. But also Ridge Racer 8. Do you remember Ridge Racer growing up? It's an old racing series. It sounds, it sounds familiar. You have... Was that was that an arcade racing game? I, I don't remember if if it was on console or not. I feel like it was on consoles too. No, like an actual arcade, like sit down... Like With a, a wheel? Yeah. I don't, I don't remember um, mm-hmm. at all. But Ridge Racer 8, because there's a lot of them, wow. uh, is reportedly in development as well at Bandai Namco. Both are Switch exclusive. I mean... You know, Xbox has Forza, uh, PlayStation has Gran Turismo, mm. Nintendo doesn't have its own Mario, sim, Mario Kart. sim, <laughs> sim race. I knew you go there. Mario Kart, and, and if they ever want to bring back F-Zero, they have that too with Captain Falcon. But they don't have a sim racing game, so I guess this yeah. is their opportunity to get in that game. kind of makes sense. They have a little skin in the game. Mario Kart Tour, we talked about this a couple weeks ago. It is the uh, mobile game. Um uh, of Mario Kart coming to phones, iPhone, um, assuming Android as well. It will reportedly be free to start. Woo! Basically, that means you can play X amount for free, probably a track. Well, same thing they did with the, the Mario it's Run. exact right? same yeah. thing they did with Mario Run. You played four levels, and then you had to, the, to buy the rest. Which I think is it was smart. You it's get smart. a little taste. Yeah. It's a little demo, and then if you what want, you beak. pay 10 bucks. Yeah. And that's exactly what I'm going to do. Yeah. And they'll support it for a year or two after release with some updates, and it'll be fun. I don't, still don't know how it's going to control, but that's really cool that they're that we're getting at least a snippet for free. that anybody yeah. can go out there and download. I agree. And like you said, you you said Apple, and you assume Android. Yeah, because Super Mario Run 
came out. The it, it was delayed later. Right? Okay. Yeah. Much later, actually months and months. So I don't know if this is going to be the same thing. Maybe Apple's just, I mean, seemingly Apple is just a lot easier and yeah. more seamless to develop for and has a bigger audience at this point uh, in the mobile space. Uh, let's see. Horizon Zero Dawn impressions. Okay. You finally got to get a good taste of it. Yeah. So I have it. Um, you have the complete edition. The complete edition. It's got all the DLC. It's got the Frozen Wilds expansion pack. It's got the New Game Ooh, Plus. Minimum Ultra. 49 gigs. Uh, it's a lot of space. It's ooh, a lot of space. Ooh, ooh. But I deleted a lot of stuff on my you PlayStation. You had to. I put a picture of it on our Instagram. Again, at We Podcast. We know things. Basically saying that the game is stunningly gorgeous. Yeah. Absolutely stunningly gorgeous. It's good to see gorgeous. you playing a PlayStation game rather than a Nintendo Switch. Yeah. Um, About time. Yeah, it it so far hasn't grabbed me. Ooh, yeah, so far it's disappointing too because I I yeah, didn't really get that for free. Yeah, I did not get that for free. I uh, paid twenty eight bucks for it. Oh God, break the <laughs> bank, huh? Um, it didn't grab me so far, but I'm only an hour in, so it's early. You got I time. just Aloy just became an adult or and or a teenager, whatever age she's supposed to be in the for the majority of the game. You start out as young Aloy. Um, ugh. The criticism I have is I had to turn down the sensitivity of the controls almost to, like, one. Did very too sensitive Very twitchy okay. because the camera is really close to Aloy, the character. And when I, you know, in a shooter, one analog stick yeah. moves them, the other analog stick moves the camera. Well, as You're I'm running through whack. a cave, I'm way out of whack because yeah. I tap it and the camera yeah. just swings really fast. So we had to turn down the sensitivity. But there's no doubt it is an absolutely freaking gorgeous game. Uh, I love that there's no guns. It's all yeah. bows and arrows and mechanical dinosaurs. I love the concept of yeah. it. There are some things that I can't stand, which is the even when you try to turn it off, it doesn't turn off. Like the hub is always there. Like the mission that you're doing, it says it right on the top left of the screen. Go to so you can wherever. never forget where and you're you can going. Almost never yeah. forget where yeah. you're going. And I tried to turn it off every which way that I could. But I just couldn't do it, and it really frustrated me because it takes me out of the immersion. When I have all this stuff on the screen that's junk that I don't need, all this noise, that's really, I can't see, get, that bothers you? I can't get into the story. See, I, for me, I that, like would, that would help me. I, I, mean, I understand It's supposed to help. Yeah. It's supposed to help. Yeah. Uncharted, though, you know what that does? Nothing, because it's perfect. It's you have exactly to press, like, options, to map, or objectives it's or something. It's got, like, a little dot yeah. with, like, some numbers on it of how far away you are from your objective, and that's all you need. Just oh, that's give like me, a... Uh, like a, it's a hub. Just Assassin's me, Creed type of right, deal. And, yeah. and Call of Duty does it. Just give me an idea of where to go, yeah. but let me do what I want. Yeah, let, let me, me wander. explore. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm a wanderer in video games. I look at every <laughs> corner you, for all oh, the That's why you like Zelda on the second time around. <laughs> the second time around. Did not enjoy it the first time around. I think it's a game worth playing so far. This is very early on. I could totally change. Hell, look what happened with Zelda but, last but year. But for 28 bucks, worth it. Sure. It's 50 normally. I had a $25 gift card. So I was able to only get it for 28 after tax. So it worked yeah. out. Um, got it next day shipped. It's cool. Uh, sat down, played it. Ashley walked in. She goes, I'll be going upstairs. <laughs> I said, no, 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 no. I'll stop. And that's where I stopped yeah. it. I'll probably play it for a little bit this morning. But, you know, it's just, it, it just yet. Yeah. It, it it's may, it's it early. very you got, well you got may time. You got time. as I get into it a little bit more. But yet it hasn't quite grabbed me. A game that I really want to grab me, um, but I, I have not purchased yet. It's 20 bucks right now on the Nintendo Switch. It's called Night in the Woods. Uh, I really, really want to get this game. I don't think I will be yet. I don't know. Right Beat the now, games you got first, you bastard. That's kind of where I'm at right now. I started Super Metroid on the uh, SNES Classic, and I hadn't played it since it came out in, like, 94 when I was six and didn't know what I was doing. And it is, like, 
the greatest. Yeah. Super Metroid is so effing good, I can't even. But Night in the Woods captures the fears and anxieties of being a young adult with surprising clarity, but brings it into new and interesting territory thanks to its developer's deep understanding of rural America's economic hardships. Branching well-written dialogue made me feel closer to May's story as I helped build out her, story, uh, her history and reignite friendships, encouraging a second playthrough to uncover the scenes and secrets I know I missed. Its ability to swerve from its amusing hijinks of the vibrant heroes into a very real and very serious subject matter without feeling forced or unnatural was a pleasant surprise that kept me invested in its character drama long after I said goodbye to Possum Springs for the first time. But just like May, I know I'll be back soon. Night in the Woods is an exploration of a young adulthood manages to be charming, funny, and devastatingly sad all at once. 9.0, probably. 8.7. I almost said 8.5, but I was like, they, they just talked about it too much. 8.7 That's out good to hear that at least went, went back to play it a second it's time. It's a $20 indie game. It's on Switch. I believe it's on PS4, potentially on Xbox One as well. But it, it looks great. It's a very stylized game. It looks fantastic. But I don't think I can jump in right now because I just yeah, got I don't blame so me. much going on. I, I purchased a different game called Mercenary Kings Reloaded Edition. I'm trying to work my way through that. That's a weird game. I think Metal Slug meets Contra meets Monster Hunter. Very weird. Uh, but I'm trying my best to get through that right now. 2018's Call of Duty will reportedly be Black, Black Ops 4, which is awesome because Black Ops is like the biggest seller of them all. So, is it really? Yeah. I thought it would be Modern Warfare. No. The, Modern Warfare definitely... See, me, I prefer Modern Warfare over Black Ops, but... Yeah. Black Ops... Well, let me say this. Black Ops reinvented the zombies, uh, while but World, it wasn't of, it too. World of War, or World at War, was the first Call of yeah. Duty game with zombies. Black Ops then came out and just, cr- just killed it, the game. Yeah. And then every Black Ops iteration since then has been known to have the best zombies okay. modes. Because they know versions. everyone loves it. And they, yeah. they kill the game when it comes to zombies, reinvigorating the franchise. The last one, I believe, Black Ops 3, had Jeff Goldblum as a playable character for the zombies portion. Wow. Well, that's, voiced by Jeff awesome. Goldblum. And I had a lot of fun with that one. Uh, that was really, really cool. Um, but Black Ops 4 coming out. We know the zombies is going to kick ass. And everyone loves the Black Ops series. Yep. So this would help. After World War II did as well as it did. But some people are like, eh. I can't go backwards yeah. in time to these older guns. Let's get Black Ops 4 out there just to give them that, that new push. Uh, there will be, and I'm not saying reportedly because I think it's coming, baby. Uh, a new Crash game will be coming in 2019. The success of the Insane Trilogy is real. They want Crash to be the mascot for video games again. And, and he, I'm pretty sure this was their plan all along. Let's recreate these three games to get the new systems. Let's see if the fan base is still out there. And, and they, they were pleasantly surprised. Yeah, it, pleasantly surprised understatement, man. They This this game you sold gangbusters. You think gangbusters. That, that fast, 2019? That's a pretty yeah, quick turnaround. It's a Crash game, though. Still, still, you're still making you're an entire game. You need a story. You got to have all the graphics and you run, start to finish. You right. Do what you need to well, do. You want to have cool designs. Or you want to have cool maps. You, you want to keep doing they, it. You don't think this was in development since 2016? Could be. This was getting developed side I mean, by hey, side. Hey, I, I would rather come out 2019 than 2020. Right. But this is this was being it just developed seems fast. side by side with the Insane Trilogy. And guess what? If that didn't work, they were going to scrap it. Okay, Games get canceled sense. all the time. Yeah. So definitely think this has been in development and, for a couple and, years. And I like that you, you know, one of your other notes is to have basically have him like crash as a gaming mascot. I think that's smart because you everyone recognizes what 
know who Crash Bandicoot is. Right, and then the people that don't, he's a really good protagonist for a younger generation, but also for that teenager because he's a little wacky, a little zany. Crash always made sense from a mascot standpoint. Well, and because so. even if he released now, I think the kids will be like, oh, who's that? Like, he's awesome. And mm-hmm. we know him because we grew up with him, so well, we'll buy Crash it. was also in the Skylanders, and the kids love the Skylanders. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you're like, oh, Toy to Life got, got and he, it, Skylanders. And Crash wasn't in Mario Kart, was he? No. That was he had his own. He had Crash Team Racing. Okay, that's and right. Crash, oh, yeah, that and right. then I think right. Crash Nitro Kart. I think yep, was like, the other yep, one. You're right. Uh, there is a new Pokemon Go update. I'm going to read it direct from Niantic. Those sons of bitches. This one's actually cool. Not enough to bring me back. Yeah, you bastards. I tried. I tried. I tried. I tried. And I turned it on the other day. Caught one. Turned it off. Trainers. Prepare for exciting new adventures as you encounter even more Pokemon. Originally discovered in the Hoenn region. That's Gen three. Starting February 9th. Flying and Dragon-type Pokemon will be appearing in Pokemon Go for the first time. That's Gen 3 Flying and Dragon-type. A lot of Swablus. I'm seeing a lot of Swablus. It's the blue thing with the clouds for wings. Yeah. I know a lot of those ones. I turned the app on, like seven popped up. Caught one, and I was out. Um, For the first time, legendary Pokemon Rayquaza will descend from the ozone layer and become available in raid battles. Rayquaza is my favorite legendary well, of all that's time. That's cool, Lugia. but is it going to be the same thing like Mewtwo that you need a party of twenty to take them down? It's just like the other legendaries Say, where you right. need a party of okay, eight. Okay, you ain't get them. Okay, perfect. I'm never going to get them. That's the problem. I have zero legendaries because yeah. yeah. I don't have friends, <laughs> and, and the small contingent no, of friends no, I do have. Dude, I'm sure there's a group of kids out there play, playing. Don't play Pokemon Go. Uh, in celebration, Pokemon originally discovered in Gen three will take over all wild encounters till February thirteenth. So wow. I wanted to test it. So I turned the app on, yeah. and all Gen 3 Pokemon popped. I have not tried it since cool. I read That's this, cool, since it started, but and I could try it right now to see if anything from Gen 1 or 2 pops up. Um, but right now, it's only Gen 3 till Gen, or to Feb 13, and we're on Feb 10. So we have three days from the time we're That's recording cool, this right now. Uh, let's see. Rewards! There it is. Pokemon such as Salamence, Altaria, Metagross, and more will be there. Uh, and Rayquaza will be around till March 16th. So we you have got time. You have time. over a month uh, for this new Pokemon Go update. So, hey, man, if you want it, go for it. Uh, something that I've always wanted was for the Nintendo Switch, You anytime you buy a game, whether it be physical, like I have over there, yeah. or like the majority of my games digitally downloaded, you get points. You get like rewards yeah. points on a my Nintendo account. Uh, the the place where Nintendo has failed in the past has been integrating their online reward system and their accounts-based system where you have to purchase new games every single console generation instead of just buying it once and it carries over forever. Every time you buy one of these games, you get some silver points, you get some gold points, some whatever, platinum coins. All that comes is coins in a jar. Uh, you can then redeem those coins for certain prizes. The silver coins aren't really valuable. You can get like a calendar for a month or whatever the case may be, like a digital calendar yeah. on your phone. Uh, but the gold points and the platinum coins, the gold ones specifically, they get you discounts on games. This that was going to be what I was going to say. Uh, there has been no Switch rewards yet. So I've been hoarding these points. I have 435 points at least. I think I have a couple more because I bought uh, that, that Mercenary Kings game. Um so a couple more from there. I probably have 440, 450 points. They are now in early March going to be bringing rewards for Switch games on. So I'm going to be able like to get discounts. discounts or buying games. Discounts, like free awesome. games, free DLC, whatever the case may everyone be. Everyone should be doing this. Everyone. Everybody. So everybody that has a Nintendo Switch that has registered it, which means you've gotten on the eShop, so that's everyone. And, and anybody who's bought a game has gold coins. Yeah. Now you'll have a chance to use them. Uh, about to, damn time to get some Switch rewards instead of Wii U or 3DS because every reward so far has been Wii U 
the Dude, 3DS. Switch is killing it. And Switch is, is finally doing this. It's really exciting. I can't wait to see what kind of rewards they're going to come out with because I want me some free stuff, baby. <laughs> uh, Switch has now tripled the amount of games that Wii U did at this point of its life cycle. So 10, that's, 11 dude, months that's in. That's insane. That's insane. Not even a has, year. The Switch has three times the amount of games that Wii U did at this point of its life cycle. It, it, it's almost like you almost can't believe it, just like how the, the turnaround that Nintendo did. Wii U was smashed because of its weak launch lineup. There was no games and the title. for the first year. You don't think the this title? Is, this yeah. is extremely okay. true. The marketing was piss poor. But there's no games on the, t- on the system to support it for its first year. So it flopped. Yeah. big time very cool that switch already has three times the amount that's not of the entire wii u's life cycle that's up to this point in its okay. life cycle so for the first year or so switch has three times the amount that's of games insane. that the wii u did in its first year which is crazy still to think google is reportedly working on a game streaming service like playstation now playstation now you can stream games on playstation so you need a strong internet connection uh you pay x amount of money but you stream them game pass that's something similar for Xbox. You pay 10 bucks a month. You download them to your system. That's the difference is you're not streaming them, and you can play as much as you want. Google will uh, codename this Yeti. They will reportedly be doing this too, but it's with PC games. So you can still play them all as much as you want, and you stream them, you, whatever the well, that's case That's a good start. That's a good start for Google. It's a good Google. start, and Google yeah. – listen, if Google's going to get its hand into the game – Why not? That's how you do it. I mean, so to me – I almost would rather have a streaming service rather than having to download it to your console because then. But if your internet goes, then you lag in, and it's true. Disgusting. But but if you have but if you have good connection, you, you never you rather know when f- your internet's going to go down. If your internet goes down, you can't play games. Yeah, I would. I, it would just suck, you know, because obviously you only have X amount on your systems. Like, just you don't have to. Like, oh, I took all this time to beat this game, then you have to delete it to play, let's say, Horizon Zero Dawn, which is forty nine gigs, which is a shit ton of space. I don't know. Just I. I mean, I have good start, like good Wi-Fi and stuff like that. So to me, I would rather do the the streaming service rather than download it. Uh, the Ninja Turtles, they have yeah. finally have a gameplay trailer for Injustice Two. Awesome! I know that you haven't played Injustice Two as much as you probably would have liked to yeah. at this point, but you've played it a couple times. Yeah. Is this something you're going to go actively download and purchase? I would. I what was it like three, five bucks, something like that. I don't know what it would be. I don't know what the price point is, but I do like how each turtle, no matter who you are, that. Someone else will come in and do like a like a combo move and like yeah, help help out each other. Yeah. Like that that's pretty cool. Yeah, and the turtle the trailer looked awesome. Yeah. The gameplay looked really good. The turtles <coughs> looked fantastic. They don't look like that shitty no, no. animated turtles from <laughs> oh. last week. God forbid, don't even remind me. They look like trash. But yeah, the new turtles the turtles look fantastic in Injustice too. Really looking forward to seeing more of that. And when Evo comes, um, and Injustice Two I believe was announced as an Evo game. It's a big giant fighting game tournament. I oh, I'm yeah. praying people will be using the turtles. I'm when sure it comes someone's got to gotta be the turtles. I They're will be quick. Wa- They're, yeah. I was watching their fights. They're fast. I will be watching uh, Evo this year. All of the injustice stuff. I don't care if it's losers bracket, whatever the case may be. I'm going to be watching it. Monster Hunter World is Capcom's fastest fastest selling game ever. Already shipping six million Jesus. copies. It's crazy that of all I mean, the games it has, you see so this many is the people one. on. At least I see people. A lot of people I follow on Instagram are basically like swipe up to watch me play Twitch or play Monster Hunter mm-hmm. or something like that. Like it's like, damn, like everyone really loves this game. That's the power of the internet. Yeah. And that's the power of Twitch is when there's a game that they goes just kind of viral. The word. Everyone's watching. And, like, look at this game. Let me buy it. That's how PUBG happened. Yeah. That's how Fortnite's happening. It's just people playing it. You watch it. You want to pl- and buy people it. Like what people, people are liking what people watch people play it. Like they, you know, yeah. they're watching it, getting them interested and 
Yep, it's awesome. It is because it's a type of game you can just sit there and watch because you have so much to do yeah. to craft, to go out and hunt. It's basically like hunting. So and you got to like wait for the monster and go find it. And that's exciting yeah. for some people to watch their favorite streamers go hunting for this monster. I hate to use the words monster hunter, but yeah. And, and there's people that just stream and go on Twitch every, like every day or Monday through Friday this time. And they just know, okay, they're going to stream this yeah. game. We know where to go. Yeah. Partners of Twitch are a real thing. People make a lot of money doing that. So good for them. Good for monster, monster hunter. You have resident evil. Yeah. You have resident evil. You have devil may cry. You have uh, mega man. You have all these huge oh. franchises, but this is monster the best. Hunter. That's crazy yeah. that this is the fastest selling game in Capcom history. Uh, today at 10 at one o'clock PM Eastern time, Tiny Build will be announcing six new Nintendo Switch games. They're the team that brought us Mr. Shifty, a pretty cool game on the Nintendo Switch. But I'm looking forward to that because I love games. I love smaller games. Six hey, indie games. Hey, you're, you're, to you're killing them indie games. Yeah, one o'clock. Really looking forward to it. Overnight at the D23 Tokyo, uh, Kingdom Hearts 3 got a new trailer. Wow. A long time coming. Yep. They still say 2018. Don't believe it, but they still say it. It got a new trailer. When was it originally supposed to come out? It's been in development for no, that's what I'm saying. Ever. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like 2014 or like 30. Like, it was supposed to come out years ago, and it just got pushed back, pushed back, pushed back. It's nuts how long this game's been pushed back. But it got a new trailer, about three minutes long. It's in Japanese, but it's been subbed. But what did you think of what you saw? Something <laughs> that you, would you go out and spend sixty dollars? Well, they brought a new universe in. They brought a second Pixar series in. They will now be doing Monsters Inc. That's so cool. You have, I like, I like so Monsters Inc. There's Sora and Goofy and Donald. Huh. They go, they get taken into the Monsters Inc. world. They become monsters. Okay. They turn into monsters. Okay. Then they see Mike and the, I forget the blue Sully. guy's name, Sully. Mike and Sully and the kid, and they're messing around and da 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 da. And then they're talking to each other. And then this crazy action sequence happens with the Keyblade. And it looked really freaking awesome. cool. Uh, like, really, it, really it's cool. It's good to see, at least after all this time. It was actually at least good to see and got you interested. It got a lot yeah. of people hyped. Again, this is what you do at 3 a.m. on Twitter. <laughs> that's I guess that's what happens. Kingdom Hearts 3 will include a themed world after Monsters, Inc., the second Pixar franchise to be added to the upcoming RPG. Announced at today's D3 Expo in, D23 Expo in Japan, the world features Sora, Goofy, and Donald turn into monsters uh, and sees them meeting Sully, Mike, and Boo. A new gameplay trailer also revealed the return of Mar- uh, Marluxa and Venatus, Venitas, both of whom were antagonists in the previous games. The game remains with an unspecified 2018 release date. This is a developing story. I'm really quick because we're at the end of our stories for like the gaming and stuff. I just want to go back and see if anything has happened in, in all of our... Uh, yeah, because like you said, a lot of stories made. drop right overnight or like you at 3 in the morning when you're on Twitter. Yeah, n- doesn't look like anything happened since then, so that's cool. All right, so that's that. Um, again, upcoming <coughs> games, you know, whatever. Uh <laughs> Let's see if it lets me in this week. You just never know. And it, yeah, it's weird. It like locks you out sometimes. It does. Cool. Uh, Dynasty Warriors 9 is the big release this week. Uh, let's see. That, that's like PS4. It's Imagine PS, everything. Yeah, PS4, Xbox. PC. I don't know if it's Xbox. Um, I don't. See, I thought Dynasty Warriors was always a PlayStation exclusive. I'm not 100% sure on that. I'll let you know. Um, the Longest 5 Minutes is coming to PC and Nintendo Switch. I'm really looking forward to that one. That looks like a really good indie game. Uh, Alboy, I can't forget about that. Alboy's coming to Nintendo Switch and PS4 on February 13th. Dynasty Wars is, in fact, coming to Xbox One as yes, well. Uh, the Secret of Mana re-release as well is coming to PC, PlayStation 4, uh, and on and Bayonetta 2 and Faye. Wow. Okay. I a, lot, wanna, a lot of games coming out. That That's all insane. That's this week. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> 
That's a huge. Faye is going to be the, it's this gorgeous oh, indie game. He's in the dilemma now. Bayonetta two comes with Bayonetta one for free. That's two games yeah, to switch for the price of one. Yeah, exactly. Secret of Mana re-release on PS4. Oh god. Maybe the two for one is where you got to go. I don't know if I can do anything this week. I gotta buy Alboy. Alboy, I'm doing. <laughs> I'm buying Alboy. I just don't know if I'm gonna buy Faye or any other games this week. So yeah, a huge, huge week in game releases. Moving into podcast news, uh, there is going to be a ten episode. Wolverine podcast that yeah, got an audio trailer came out of nowhere because obviously they said yeah Wolverine's coming back to comics stuff like that and I think they released they released a little trailer of it yeah. and then they're going to release what you said ten there was ten, ten episodes. episodes Wolverine the Long Night will start airing weekly beginning on March twelfth exclusively on Stitcher Premium the paid version it will then get a wide release across all platforms in the fall of two thousand eighteen the scripted po- uh, podcast is a hybrid of mystery and large scale fantasy in the Marvel universe. It follows Sally Pierce and uh, Tad Marshall investigating a series of grisly murders in the fictional town of Burns, Alaska. Sally and Tad soon discover a serial killer is on the loose, and they team up with Deputy Bobby Reed to investigate their main suspect, Logan. Um. Obviously, I'm not a Stitcher Premium, so I won't. I don't have. I don't, the, I don't have the is. paid service. I, I, even, I, didn't even, I didn't even know they did that. I, did, I don't know who is man. Um, but I'll, I'll wait till the fall till they're all released and check it out. See, see what it is. But it's interesting. That sounds cool, man. Yeah. Logan's a villain. That's really neat. I like oh, that. Yeah. Well, he's always. It, well, is he? Is he it's the not. one? Is it Sabretooth? I will see. It's definitely not him. Come we'll on, see. we know that. Yeah, Logan did not. But it, it, this is. It kind of came out of left field. I would have never expected a Wolverine podcast. So that's really cool. So after you're done listening to we podcast and we know things that week. Uh, in the fall, go ahead and check out the Wolverine podcast. In the music uh, space, Best Buy will stop selling CDs by July. No, rip CDs, man. No, because I I went to Best Buy. I don't think it was last week, and just going in their music section, like it's it, dilapidated. No, it's dwindled to it's where nowhere where it used to be. So to me, it's kind of saw like the writing on the walls there. But it just sucks because I still have a lot of CDs. So I'm thinking, like, do I save them? Do I try to sell them now? You know. Just, I don't, I don't know. know. Put them I, on your iPod. And no, because I think you. Well, I I always put them in that. storage. But I, no, I think you can actually. I think Fye trades in music. I'm not sure though. Yeah, well, delete. That's the <laughs> best buy. What we do to the CD section. The audition put out a really cryptic Facebook status. Like, hey, is anybody out there? And yeah, that just got me hyped. Yeah, because you know, because um, when we talk to Danny, he's you know, we don't know. We don't know what the audition's going to do. Like he's based it. I'll leave it out there. Maybe it could happen. Maybe not. So it's good to see that at least they know their password to the Facebook <laughs> audition profile. <laughs> it had like 700 or 800 yeah, it was likes, quick, it was quick. over 100 comments. People were going nuts uh, to that little bit of a like a hey, who's out there type of thing just from them. Hey, you hadn't maybe, heard from maybe them Maybe our little forever. interview podcast sparked something. So we don't want to take credit, we, but we will. We did have the lead <laughs> singer, Danny Stevens, on the uh, podcast as a bonus episode. If you want to go back and check that one out, it, we had a, a freaking great yeah. time with Danny hanging out with him. What a fantastic uh, interview that was in our opinion. Dashboard Confessional came out with a new record, Crooked Shadows. Um, Who knew that they were still doing it? Everyone. (laughs) Not me. This was a very popular release. There was billboards in Times Square about it. I don't live in New York, so I'm sorry. I can't see that. Well, it's nine (laughs) songs. Uh, It is absolutely fantastic. Yes, I bought it. (laughs) Eight bucks. Well, well you always do always like. I know you, you always love them. I love that. We when this. Was, I only know like four songs. When this That's record it. was announced, we had it on the podcast. We talked about it. It's freaking sick, man, and it's really, really good. It's not your old acoustic yeah. only dashboard that you used to know and love. It is a new dashboard, and they right, ro- and they, they rock. Okay, so they reinvented themselves. They a little rock. Bit. Okay, cool. Man, so That's super, good super good for dashboard. I'm looking forward to Chris's other side project, Twin Forks, and their upcoming project because they are 
as good as Dashboard, if not maybe even a little bit better. But Dashboard's Crooked Shadows for eight bucks, dude. You got to go out and get it. It's really, really good. Sam, it's time for a pick of the week. Yeah, so my pick of the week, uh, me and Alex went to the Chamonix yesterday. Got a $6 movie ticket at 6.30 at night. We saw Den of Thieves with um, Gerard Butler, O'Shea Jackson Jr., who I'm looking at this guy. I'm like, man, why does this guy look familiar? I'm like, oh, I'm thinking, who does he look like? It's Ice Cube's son. Oh, wow. Because I, I never saw Straight Outta Compton yet, so I guess Really I, good movie. So, But he really does look just like his damn dad. And uh, the guy from um, American Gods, Pablo Shriver, directed by Christian Gut- Gutigas. It's his first, it was his first directorial debut. Um Couple UFC fighters in Michael Bisbang and Max Holloway. The movie reminded me a little bit of Heat. There was a couple big shootout scenes. And the it, Heat, just Heat, With just Sandra Heat, Bullock just Heat, and Melissa McCarthy, Val the Kilmer, heat. Al Pacino, Robert Downey Jr. Great film. <laughs> Tom Sizemore. Um, the, the shootouts and how like brutal it was. It just took me back to Heat. Um, I think it had like a forty, might have been like a You're 40 percent. Right? My my puppy is. <laughs> Jeez. Um, 40% on Rotten Tomatoes. It was, I think, like a little over two hours. I thought it was pretty good. It was gritty. It's not the best movie, but it you know, most certainly wasn't the worst. I definitely think it was worth $6 seeing in theaters. I think it's worth a look. My pick of the week is in commemoration of the Winter Olympics uh, happening as we speak, mm-hmm. right to my right, your left. Um, and on February 22nd, it being the anniversary of this major event, my pick of the week is Miracle. What mm. a freaking movie! Mm-hmm. One of my, my it's first of all, it's my favorite sports movie of all time. Number uh, number two, it's in my top ten favorite films of all time. And number three, uh, Herb, Brooks, Herb Brooks <laughs> is played to absolute perfection by Kurt Russell. Yep. Uh, and it's, <laughs> it's starred it starred hockey players acting instead of actors playing yeah. hockey, and I absolutely love that. The story, I wasn't alive in 1980, so I did not understand how big that was. By the way, that wasn't even the gold medal game. They had to actually go on and win a gold medal after that. So just for that alone, and it's an inspiring, inspiring film. Gets me every time. If you haven't seen the movie Miracle, stop what you're doing and go watch it. You have 12 days until the anniversary (laughs) of the United States beating the Soviet Russia, uh, beating the Soviet Union uh, in, in a game played on frozen water. I love that's it all you need. so very yeah. much. That is my pick of the week, Sam. That has been episode 77 from Super Bowl victories to Star Wars films from the Game of Thrones guys to Crash Bandicoot. We had a lot to cover today. And thank you to everybody out there who took the journey with us. We will see you next week on episode 78. Hungry dogs run faster. <laughs>